What's going on, everyone? My name is Chris Tondevold, and this is Ambition Radio. This is a podcast where I interview indie artists, content creators, athletes, and small business owners who share how they continually discover and maintain a balance between their life, family, career, and the pursuit of their passions, dreams, or hobbies. In this episode, we feature Josh and Joe Seleski of Baltimore-based bands SciShow Cinema and Birthright. This was a relaxed episode as we talk movies, the ridiculousness of flipping sneakers, all of the TV shows I should have watched already, and the recording process for the latest Sideshow Cinema release. Make sure to check out Sideshow Cinema's music video for Test Stream and catch them live at Baltimore Soundstage July 16th. As an update on my recovery from back surgery, everything seems to be going fine. The pain sucks and the whole not being able to bend, lift, or twist super sucks. Every day is a little bit better, and I'm really looking forward to getting on the other side of this. As far as the show is going, the guest hosts are coming up. Really looking forward to hearing the episodes and hope you are too. I'll pepper in an episode or two with my self-hosting that we recorded uh, before surgery. uh, And during the, the recovery, we'll be recording some more for sure. As always, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Spotify and share the show if you can. Thank you for everything. Here's the show. Enjoy. You guys want to talk about uh, Sideshow Cinema or how much Lotus View still sucks right now? I, I want to talk about Actually, I saw a commercial for I hate TNT, the channel. I think it's like douchebags. The whole, that, the whole TNT, the channel? Outside of basketball and wrestling, yeah. To be honest with you, I think all their original shows suck. I think it's definitely like a channel for like douchebags and people who live in hotels. <laughs> but, like Burn Notice? Do you like Burn Notice? So... Yes. Okay, never mind. I yeah. see why you got defensive. You like how that's the one I went to? But, <laughs> because but, I know. Do you, one question one, do you live in a hotel? No, <laughs> but I was a big USA fan when that was still a channel. And Burn Notice was my shit. Also because Bruce Campbell was on it. Is Burn Notice even on TNT? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll take it, right? Yeah, I'll... I'll... Put the I, two together. I just have to track back to this because you just said it a second ago. I know you love wrestling, but you just said it's on the channel with basketball and wrestling, but everything else is for douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> wrestling is definitely for douchebags. <laughs> hey. Take it easy. Wrestling's for douchebags now? Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Depends. Oh, man. <laughs> depends, what? On, depends on what wrestling you like. What what happened? Why? Oh, well, I mean, what do you yeah. mean? What happened? It's you, always been different. Are we are we talking about professional yeah. or yeah. amateur wrestling? I mean, yeah. both. <laughs> I think amateur wrestling is more for douchebags than regular. <laughs> for the record, I also enjoy. At least they wear costumes. But, but you, you have to think about like the average person you see at a WWE event, love, and then be like, no, oh. they look poor. They don't look like assholes. <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying they're they lower like, class. They look like people that will watch Burn Notice. <laughs> Oh, well, that's sad. Yeah, because they live in hotels. They fall in the other category of it. I've never seen Burn Notice. It could be great. It's not. (laughs) And this is me saying that I love it. Uh, I don't even know what his job is. I just know he's cool at it. He's a fixer, I guess. Like Ray Donovan or like... I think so. Home Improvement. Oh, no, not not Home Improvement. He's not fucking barking up to ladies or anything. I don't... So he's only... He's only done like small... Movies after that. I'm talking about like what's his character on the show. I'm trying. Well, I'm trying to think of what he is. So he was like the guy from Thirty Rock that does the uh, insurance commercials before he was a thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dennis from, yeah. from Thirty. Rock. I think he's former CIA, and that's what the burn notice is that he got burned from the CIA. I think. Does he have sex at least, like with the chicks on the? Yeah, yeah. There's there's this like one from Ireland that blows everything up. 
So yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> oh, okay. But some guy just bought all the burn notices. Just, need, what the hell? Only because I've never watched it. I need like the three sentence Wikipedia definition of what this show is. Yeah. I want to know how many seasons it got. I'll guess seven, and I know nothing about it. I think that's pretty solid, yeah. to be honest with I you. I mean, Supernatural got like 19, so I'm not surprised by Supernatural's still on, isn't it? No, it just it, 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 it ended just last ended, year. Yeah, yeah. They probably, probably fought shit. the devil again. Again. No, I, I I think it was like the writers of the show or something, like whoever their actual god is. But I don't know. Cause I didn't watch it. I gave up like yeah. after after they fought <laughs> after they fought God's sister, I gave up. Holy shit, how deep did you get? I stopped. Pretty, pretty, pretty deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are seven seasons of Barn Notice you were right. Good job. Zing. I'm proud of you. What but, can uh, I say? I watch a lot of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> the plot summary is like five paragraphs. I'm not gonna do that for your podcast. You know what yeah. happened. <laughs> <laughs> no pod- we should turn this into a burn notice podcast. I'm, I'm sure there already is one. Yep. So that that's fine. There's definitely like a podcast where they like break down each individual episode of Burn Notice. Yeah. Because they have those for every other television. Did you watch all of Burn Notice? I mean, probably. No, him. Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, you've seen all of Burn Notice, yes or no? Maybe. I I don't know, actually. I don't Um, like that it wasn't confidently no, but. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to figure out if if I was there for the last season or not. And I don't, I don't know. Plenty of times coming up. Let me have finish burner. Put it back. <laughs> I mean, I would definitely watch it again, but I don't I don't know how I'd feel now watching it. Yeah. Cause like I was I was a big fan of like Highlander, of what was what was the other goofy shit? Because there was Burn Notice, there was there was a bunch of different USA shows. There was uh still are. Oh, what was are you, a, are you a firefighter, a doctor, a cop? <laughs> Chicago PD. <laughs> There was there was one from this one season I don't remember I don't remember this dude's name but he played he was in he was in Blade for a hot second too I don't remember it was a dumb character in there but he was like a, an ex cop I want to say it was like Beagles or or Bloodhounds or something like that for the show maybe it doesn't matter but it was really good but they canceled it after one season yeah. but that's kind of like the the staple of of all of USA yeah. Yeah, they they didn't know what they were doing. What was the show where the thing from the Fantastic Four is boneless and he's a cop? He doesn't have the rock skin. Oh, so that's Rampart. Or no, the, the shield. shield. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was originally called Rampart. Call boneless, but. They originally called it Rampart and then it was the shield. And that was Michael Chiklis just being the worst human. I actually didn't hate the Fantastic Four movies and I hate a lot of things. I don't remember. Like, I thought Passion of the Christ sucked, but I thought like Rise of the Silver Surfer was okay. I don't think so. I don't. Really? I don't think either. Well, have you seen the 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 newest one with Michael B. Jordan? Because that movie is not good. I heard, no. I heard they're awful. I haven't seen them. No, there's one. It's it's probably two hours long. The first hour and forty is them like just hanging out. They become the Fantastic Four, and then the fight's like thirty seconds. It's really bad. Well, that's the one that Josh Trank got almost fired for, or fired for, right? I, I caught it when I was sick one day. I didn't do too much research on it. There was, there was I'll a, say this. I'm not gonna, the Green Lantern may have been better than the last Fantastic Four, and that is tough. Wow. Yeah, that's because Green Lantern's really bad. Yeah, I mean, Deadpool killed the Green Lantern. Yeah. yeah. Just for that reason, because yeah. it was terrible. Yeah. Hmm. I, I don't want to watch it. I was really excited when I first heard about it because the, the dude was trying to go for more of like a body horror. Yeah. 
thing instead of apparently what it turned into, which is awful. It I seems guess. like they just like ran out of money before they started. And I, yeah, it was just like cast was good, but they, they, they just like weren't the Fantastic Four. And like there are no surprises. It wasn't like it was like, and it, it wasn't like a twist at the end. Like the movie is called The Fantastic Four, and you guys aren't even doing that. That's for my part. Yeah, because and the Doom character was fucking awful too. He was like a hacker or something too. Oh, right? dude, they beat him in like they beat his ass in like fifteen seconds. Like we, I could we could put it on and skip the first hour and forty, and I could show you like the Fantastic Four movie. It's like twelve minutes long. It, uh, I would have rather watched the version from Arrested Development. You know what I'm talking about? Season four, deep, deep cut Arrested uh, Development. I'm talking about the new Arrested Development. Season four, when they yeah. first came back, there was this really low budget one that Tobias was like trying to ban, like the sequel for. Yeah. Yeah. I had to think about, because didn't he walk around in the makeup too? Yeah. And he was, he was with the chick who was like on crack. Yes. And that's not even maybe like, <laughs> yeah. her character's like, Tobias is like dating this drug addict chick that like played. <laughs> the girl in the original Fantastic Four from the 80s, and it was like yeah. very cheap and shitty. I tried to finish season four of Arrest of uh, Arrested Development twice, and I just like could not. Like, I don't know what it was. Like, I just couldn't get through it. So the, I didn't even think it was like particularly bad. I just like was not ex- really. But, but for you, they even did it. So they, yeah, I mean, I tried to watch it when they like remixed it and like put all that. Oh, dude, it's together good. You gotta shit. watch it. Yeah, like, I, I tried. I yeah. tried. And I get like halfway through it each time. I just can't. They did you see they recut it up? They took because no. they weren't they weren't together to film it, so that's why it's weird. They chopped the whole season up and put it out as twenty two episodes mixed together instead of like chunk chunk chunk. Really? Yeah. And, that, and, that, and there's a fifth season out. There's a season newer than the one that originally came back. But I started. I, I'm like in the middle of <laughs> knocking out Arrested Development now. It was like weird because when they did that season originally, like nobody was together, so they would just have an episode that's like only that character and like. Arrested Development only worked because of the relationships, like between right. the characters, the and, is, like they, the dynamics and shit. They interact <laughs> with each other. Like there are somewhere. It also like when they rechopped it, it seems like they're more together than before. You don't notice after watching like a whole Job episode when it's like little bits of yeah. Hmm. Okay. I don't remember Arrested Development the last two seasons because I'm trying to remember. I what haven't I- seen five, and I know that like the newest, newest one. Because I was like, let me rewatch four. You have, you're, you know, you have How long was time. it off the air for? It was like a good like ten years yeah. at least, right? Like, yeah, but I mean, like, the, not that it's like against other TV shows coming back. Like, it's not like total shit. I mean, it's up the same alley. It's just yeah, tough. The um, only thing that I remember is uh, Michael Sarah was dating the Fisher, and so is Michael. Yeah, yeah, uh, Cinco de Cuatro. Yeah, the whole the whole yeah. theme of the whole season is that like Cinco de Mayo, like, and they're down. They like do it the day before because they like a racist thing. <laughs> <laughs> and but yeah, like but yeah, it all ties together. And I feel like it's by the end of it, you're like this all makes sense, and I'm glad. So that's why, like I said, like if if you got the time, power through. It's yeah. not like I'm trying to make you watch Burn Notice or something. <laughs> yeah, those are hour long shows. Yeah, yeah. Now that we're talking about it, I almost want to go back, but I don't know if I can put myself through it. But, you know, I'll be in a bed for a while, so maybe. Have you at least seen, like, all of The Sopranos? No. So uh, do you do, do not put Burn Notice down. <laughs> you should. No. The Sopranos really is, like, the best show on TV. It's one of the craziest things. Like, this year, like, so many people have had an entire year to just watch The Sopranos and not done it. <laughs> like, there are people that have, like, worked from home for an entire year, like, Come on, man. <laughs> it, it, it really is like the best show on TV. It's like, like, even if it's not your favorite, like Forrest Gump's like maybe the best movie. Like, it's just great. It's like, 
Yeah, that that's how I feel about Shawshank. Like, there's yeah, nothing like, bad that I can say about it. It's not you're not amazing, like, but, but God, if it isn't just fucking good, like the structure mm-hmm. of it's good. That with the Sopranos, it also kind of like introduced like the antihero, and which is used in TV, like Walter White, Don Draper, all these total dickheads. They like just like disrespect their wives, but like their wife yells once, and we're like, "Hey, leave them alone!" <laughs> like, <laughs> like that. Like you, you don't get Walter White without Tony Soprano. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, man. I I don't. I've never seen Game of Thrones either. Like all the way through, at least I definitely watched three episodes. And I know that the brother and the sister fuck each other a lot, but that's about it. I feel like there's if a show doesn't have like a theme, like I can recommend like oh, The Sopranos, like, like Game of Thrones. I'm like, what? You didn't watch that like fucking 200 hours of fantasy show? <laughs> well, like the Supra- if, if they're on normal clothes, I'm like, come on, man, watch it. The fucked up thing with Game of Thrones is because like I'll say, you know, like Breaking Bad and like The Sopranos and like The Wire, like these are considered like the holy trinity of like great TV shows. Yeah. But Game of Thrones really had a chance. It had a chance to be better than all of those shows, mainly because it just has like a bigger budget and they can do shit that those shows could never do. But fucking Game of Thrones final season was so bad that it like legit ruined the legacy of like eight years of TV. You flew too close to the Sun Man show. Shouldn't go there. Really? It was that bad? The final six season, episodes, yeah. an hour and a half each. So it's like six movies. That seems like too much. It was was bad. The final season of Game of Thrones is like universally regarded as like a massive disappointment. But they were they were like really set up bottom of the ninth bases loaded. Game of Thrones could have been great, and then like Like, it's like last and that's not even hours of TV. It's not even so much a testament to like how bad those episodes were as how much how great the rest of the show was. Like it was set up to like Game of Thrones could have you know taken the torch from The Sopranos. Like if it had nailed the ending and they just like had the worst possible ending. That was just because the dude stopped writing the book, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the thing is, he stopped way before where they picked up after he stopped writing was some of the best Game of Thrones. Like, yeah, well, I was like, like, like seven, like right before, and then that last chunk was they, just really bad. They ran out of his books in like season like five, I want to say. Yeah. Like, it was like okay. pretty, it was okay. fairly early on in the show, and like what they had done. They went like, on to eight, didn't they? Yeah, what they had done with the rest eight of the show was, was like parts. some of the best. And then the, that final season, like the final like six episodes, like the first one was like, slow but you're like you know they gotta build us up for the rest of it and the second one like it was like okay nothing really happened but these next four are about to be crazy and then the third episode was like a battle that you had been waiting for since like (laughs) season one episode three like you've been waiting for this fight to happen for seven years and for whatever reason they made the fight take place in like pitch black and you literally could not really see what was happening at all. It was the That's most the expensive fight in anything ever. Like movie TV yeah. more expensive than Lord of the Rings shit, but you couldn't see it. But like how? What? It was shot in the pitch black and like no, no, they were. but like how why was it so expensive because of the CGI? Yeah. Yeah. There's like, like a bunch of giants. It was fighting. basically a war. It, it was also it was an hour a zombie long. war. The, the whole episode out of the gate. Like the whole episode is a fight hour long and there was so but then, huh. like, like by the t- like the first two episodes, you were like, "All right, like we'll see All where they're America's going." All of America's fucking with the brightness settings on their TV. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, what? Did I set it up wrong? And you're like, "No." And after that third episode, you're like, "Oh no, this might the final season of Game of Thrones like might suck." And then like episodes four, five, and six became like laughably cornier with each passing episode, and like. I can't. Make- I was I was laughing hysterically during like half of the series finale of Game of Thrones, like. 
I'm a dweeb. I'm not kidding. They put out this limited edition Game of Thrones cookie before the season, and I got them, and they were rare. And I was like, I can't wait for this party. We're gonna do it. I'm not kidding. I threw a pack of the cookies away. I was like, I love Oreos, and I was like, I, I, I was like, I don't want to eat you Game of Thrones cookies. And like honestly, like it's it's borderline impressive, like how bad the writing for the final season of Game of Thrones. Like I feel like if you paid me, I could not come up with like a worse way. Was it all the same writers throughout everything? I Maybe. think it was. I don't care. Lost was great with like a hundred writers on it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know about great. I really don't. What it was. It was kind of cool. I think. I can All right, JJ, JJ Abrams dug him out of a hole. Thank you, Papa JJ Abrams, <laughs> for getting us out of what we. I mean, look, like. Did you watch all of Lost? Oh wait, a so Ghost Monster is cool, I guess, but I, I don't give a fuck. I just remembered what happened was the people from the two dudes that wrote Game of Thrones, like right before the final season. Or like maybe a year before it, they got tabbed to write like one of the Star Wars movies. That's I mean, right. With all due respect to this HBO show, like you're writing a fucking Star Wars movie. <laughs> like that's that, that become that sucked too. I don't know. Yeah, what I mean, the that, fuck these guys. Are doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that definitely like took priority. Oh, don't like, worry. Since you're here with the two most hateful brothers, you know we hate the Star Wars movies. No, not all of no, no, the no, new no, ones. No. Rogue One's great. I, Rogue One's the only one I haven't seen. I heard it was good. I didn't mind Force Awakens. Like. Like the the solo movie and like the last Jedi. Force like, Awakens crap. is legitimately like two hours of nostalgia. It's yeah. fine, but like the they la- knew what I they enjoyed, were doing. I enjoyed that the, one. But I'll go to a movie Thursday night so I can be like an educated hater. I'll go to a movie knowing I'm damn well I'm gonna hate it. And I watch it come out like, oh, I hated that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I saw Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker, and they were like, they were bad. Remember when we we saw Avengers? I'll tell you why. I'm not like this sucks. Why? Oh, we saw Avengers Endgame, which I also I didn't like, but I liked Infinity War. I thought Infinity yeah. War, even though everyone's like, oh my god, half of everyone died. I'm like, no, they didn't. Like, oh yeah, but no. I've seen Save a Private Ryan. I know when people die, they it's, and they all came it's back. Forever. Yeah, they killed like two of like the lower tier characters and. People are like I cried at the ending. I'm like, really? Fuck. Well, you yeah, I may or may not have, but Did I you? also am on like antidepressants now, so maybe I don't cry as much. Let's but... go, <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> but yeah, because I mean, for me, it was fine. It was a little cheesy. There was like three or four scenes that were way too cheesy. Yeah. Like the there was the all female Avengers, which was cool, but it was like really forced. Like it, it didn't need to yeah. really happen because it was just not organic enough for it. But yeah, I mean, Endgame's fine. I thought the End- Rise of Skywalker. I didn't watch. I, I didn't want my to. favorite part of Endgame is when Thanos was wearing a Headley in his cabin, and I was like, this, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I was yeah. like, this guy has a sexy cut T-shirt. This movie sucks." <laughs> and then it was like, to me, I really do compare it to the same plot as the Fairly Odd Parents channel chasers of them just jumping through like, oh, do you remember Iron Man 2? And like bouncing around. And then it goes to this scene where they play Smear the Queer for three minutes and then it's over. And I just, <laughs> Flint, Michigan doesn't have clean have water you? and Avengers costs like 190 million. That's uh, it. it probably costs way more than that. I yeah, know. I think it was like a three or $400 million movie. That actually makes sense because Kong and Godzilla costs like a buck 80. We've yeah. talked about it. I, we know kind of how much movies cost for some. I know how much Norbit cost. Norbit cost 60 million, but it grossed like a hundred and something. That's gross. So like, it's forty million dollars profit. Straight up, <laughs> all Eddie Murphy. Forty million dollars. You know all much, Eddie Murphy. All Eddie Murphy. Eddie Mur- you know how much money he is bringing in. He's directing 
being like nine characters, probably breaking out separate checks for oh, each Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> why, it's like why 50 Cent, you know, wrote half the soundtrack to get Richard Die trying. Why <laughs> spend money when you don't have to? Yeah, yeah, for Brian's sure. Brian's here. We're talking about Norbit. <laughs> but yeah, like Eddie Murphy, you play all 10 characters. That's all the money going right back to you. And he just fucking learns how to distribute it himself. Imagine too. if you could be like, if I was like, I want to be in a fat suit and someone was like, here was $60 million. Let's make this happen. Like, it's the life I want. It's crazy though, because I mean, the Nutty Professor he wore like eight different fat suits. So, like, Dude, fat suits are a lifestyle. That Eddie Murphy, he, yeah, it's like thing. on payroll is like makeup. Eddie Murphy, Janet Jackson, and Dave Chappelle, and just get it out. I like That's Adam insane. Sandler too, because even though the movies suck, he's just making like twenty million dollars to like bullshit with his friends, and then like you get Hubie Halloween and Grown Ups Five, and I think I watched all like- these projects are just like him and his dogs, just like doing whatever <laughs> they want. I watched like one of his Netflix movies and I just like kind of, I didn't want to destroy Adam Sandler's legacy in my head from us. He doesn't give a fuck if you destroy his legacy. And that's what I don't think you get. He's Uh, so rich and doing whatever he wants. Imagine if you uh, got paid $20 million to do like grown ups. Like he doesn't care what you think. He doesn't care what he said. If I don't get an Oscar for uncut gems, that I'm going to make a bad movie. And we got Hubie Halloween. Like I didn't watch it. I mean, it looked awful. It was, but he's not fucking around, but a lot of people did (laughs) look at his Netflix deal. It's like, it's 80, a lot. Eighty million dollars on like some real grown up lot. type number. It's a lot. I can just remember, you know, Billy yeah. Madison and Happy Gilmore, and just not watch those movies and sleep well, knowing that he made eighty million dollars. Well, that actually. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I said, you can watch him. <laughs> you can hate him. He doesn't care. Well, shit. I I always think of him as that fucking weirdo in Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, like True, yeah. that's the the only image of him for some reason. Have you seen Uncut Gems yet? Yeah, and I absolutely loved it. It was great. He was fantastic, and that's the thing. Like, yeah. Like, he can do it. I believe Every, in everybody in there was amazing. Even what was it? Garnett that was yeah. in there just fucking living it up, being himself and being great. And that stupid ass crusted Furby. I actually haven't seen it. What? The movie? What? Punch, punch trunk. Oh, you're talking about uncut gems. Yeah. Right? I'm yeah. talking about that stupid I iced out Furby over. that's in there. I'll be honest. I, I zoned out mentally and I was like, he made Jack and Jill. <laughs> <laughs> you hate your job and imagine it for eight weeks you pretended to be your sister and got like 20 million dollars these checks just that's that's fair okay but they were actually selling that furby chain on a24.com like the one from the movie they auctioned like like most of the things off and like it went for like 50 some thousand dollars that's insane that's it yeah, it should be a lot more, but I I would I mean, imagine it's, it's like it's not real fake ish yeah. yeah like your 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 body for sure yeah Jack and Joe. Unless it's like that, like the beginning of the Tim and Eric movie where they spend like the entire budget to get the jacket made out of diamonds. I want to Google grownups too. <laughs> grownups too. Well, just the cast alone's got to be at least a hundred million, don't you think? It's funny. I actually haven't seen grownups one, but I've seen grownups too. That's weird. I sat through all of it on TV one day. Why? Eight percent on Rotten Tomato. I've never seen either. Impressed. Of <laughs> that was the same reason I've seen Roll Bounce twice. What is that? Roll bounce. What's with that? Bow wow. I don't know. Uh, Little okay. bow wow. Like he's like a roller skater. Have you seen ATL with T? No. It's like ATL but fun. Yeah, it's Little bow wow. He roller skates in Atlanta. Well, is he still little or or do we just call him bow wow? He's now? bow wow at this point. He's, he's, bow def- wow he's definitely like twenty. To be honest with you, roll bounce kind of took that little way and kind of made him bow wow. But yeah, <laughs> roll bounce is a seminal is- moment in his development. You know, roll bounce. I didn't <laughs> think it was very Grown good. Too cost eighty million dollars to make. That's yeah. <laughs> Joey, yes, that's right. I keep I keep thinking all these things should be like more expensive. I don't know, but well, I mean, for oh, 
It made two hundred forty-seven million dollars. How? What? What? That's a Growing flip. That's a flip. Yeah. What? How? And Michigan this, doesn't have this, clean water. You said it was $247 million. $247 million nationwide. That's, a, that's $167 million. Do you feel product. bad every time buying like a bottle of water knowing that other places just don't have clean water? That's grown-ups' fault, not mine. <laughs> that's my issue. I, we go at the bigger fish here. They shouldn't be mad at me. We should both be mad at grown-ups and Norman. <laughs> grown-ups, one got 11% on Rotten Tomato. Box office, $271. million, $30 million less than the first. Thirty with thirty million more than the second one. I mean, that's not that bad of a drop off. I feel like for a sequel, Grown Ups. God damn it, Grown Ups one cost eighty million dollars too. They both cost eighty million to make and grossed five hundred million. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. So you can be mad at Adam Sandler all you want, but he's out here done. That's incredible. It is. Uncut Gems probably cost like eight. I would guess around there probably, maybe more because Kevin Garnett's in it. Well, Kevin Garnett. You're paying him to just have the name and the person. You're not paying he, him to act. He probably wanted to be in it too. Yeah. NBA player get to, and especially it, it panned out for him. You know, like Kevin Garnett was like probably the second biggest character in that movie. Well, it's like I feel like Kevin Garnett's gotten like infinitely cooler since he was in that movie. Like he's like a meme now. Yeah, but like they're everywhere. all like even yeah. earlier I used it on Cut Gems. Yeah. Uh, Why well, you show this to me if I can't fucking have it? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Why? Why are you showing this this yeah. fucking crazy ass diamond? That's just millions of people are dying over also, it. Also, spoiler alert, Uncut Gems, I love it. The entire movie, this guy's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to shoot you in the face. I'm going to shoot you in the face. And we're like, stop it. <laughs> and then he does it. I'm like, what happened here? I watched it a second time. Like, right out of the gate, he's like, I'm going to kill you. And I was like, shit, he <laughs> but like it still catches you off guard because you just think he's bullshit. Well, you also think uh, he's gonna win and at the end, right? Yeah, I mean he did win. He just shot him in the face after. Well, they did. They kind of fucked up because did he have the the gambling like ticket on him? No, the chick had. They the chick him. got away with all the money. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like they fucked up because they should have just kept him alive and then got all his money and then yeah. killed him. Like they, they really just screwed themselves. No, it wasn't about that. He just wanted him dead. He doesn't give a fuck. He's some Russian guy. They tired him. of this guy's bullshit. He locked you in a room for I three mean, hours. Like, nah, but he killed uh, the brother-in-law too. Yeah, he was just, wasn't taking anyone's shit. They took all the jewelry in the building. Yeah, but really, um, they, they fucked up by not. No, they just wanted. They're. they're Russian Melita. They'll, they'll be fine. They'll they'll steal more stuff. It'll yeah. be okay. They'll they'll kill more people for more stuff. Yeah. They'll be okay. They took they the Furby necklace. Like they have it all. <laughs> I think they may have gotten the uncut gem too. Like it wasn't worth that much though. It wasn't? I thought Kevin Garnett still had it. It was he, no, they won the championship that night. Yeah, because he was uh. just like fucking looking at it like it was no, God he, or something, right? He got it, he took it to the auction. Kevin Garnett came back and he hyped him up because he got he got the gym, went to the auction and found out it wasn't worth shit. It was worth like yeah, the it was same worth he like twenty thousand dollars or something like that. Right? It was worth the same he paid for yeah. it. And he like hyped Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett came came to give him it back. He's like and talked a bunch of shit. Was like you know they said you couldn't do it tonight and then he does it. Yeah, that's a that's that one and Punch Drunk Love are are the ones that I'd like to remember him for. Yeah. Happy Gilmore is also a good one. Spanglish, I don't, I've never seen. Billy Madison for me. It's Spanish English. It's yeah, I've never. No, seen I've it. seen him. Billy Madison is the goat for me. Oh, have you seen um Funny People? The one that's not. Funny. No, I have not. It's not J- J- Judd Apatow movie. I'm actually surprised. Yeah, Judd Apatow film. It's not funny. It's <laughs> it's just dark, and he like it, it's Adam Sandler playing like himself, and he like has cancer and is gonna die. Well, and he's just like a dick to everybody. That's great. Check it out. Like, that also made me. Th- 
for some reason, think of Click. And I'm pretty sure I cried at the end of Click. Oh, too. if you did, oh. you're not a fucking human <laughs> big. We're all oh on God. the same page. Our eyes were welled up with tears. And when he's in the rain about to die and flips the dude off, you unlock. And you're like, when you laugh, <laughs> all the tears came out. Him, I don't know, him like dying in the street was like really sad. But to me, the part that was like way worse than that was when he just goes back and like hugs his dad like 10 times in a row before his dad does. Yeah. 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 Like his dad was like, I love you, son. And he like brushed him off. And then he like went back and just like hugged his dad like one more time, like 10 times. Like that shit will fuck you up, man. Like, <laughs> Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one then. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I never thought that uh, he would elicit that kind of reaction from right. me because yeah. uh, most of them are, are dub movies. Yeah. You know, that is so to me, it also like the dude can act. Yeah. And even something that's click isn't the best movie he, he at did, all but he had he has some like shining moments in it if i'm being that honest i think click was one of like the first like two or three movies in my life that made me cry which is really i mean i was like 15 when it came out like you were a fucking pussy if you cried during <laughs> a movie when you're in like middle school yeah i don't i just didn't say anything that like was like me like that click and radio yeah. oh yeah first oh, time yeah. i saw radio where he has to like play football by himself in the rain because he can't get on the bus fuck <laughs> or, or or when his mom dies, or yeah, we're soft. Our parents are dead, so like, off oh, you fucking radio when he's playing football in the rain. <laughs> I had to play football alone in the rain. No, uh, I, I mean that's that's yeah. that's very very fair. Yeah. We can get so closer. I relate to radio because yeah, my parents are dead. So. <laughs> yeah, they just go out and throw a football in the rain and <laughs> football. Chicka shit, chicka shit, chicka shit. I, I would assume that kind of like lowers your not level of care, but like. Oh, what we're, you see on the movies are just like you we're guys so are, emotionally numb that we right, care. <laughs> yeah, right. Because you're you're just looking at this schmuck and being like, it's it's not that bad. You need to yeah. to shut up. Yeah, <laughs> get your shit together. It's Boo. okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think of like a movie that um, Minari made me cry. The day 24 movie. I didn't watch that. I wanted to though. I there was a like, they all went to the bar and I was hanging out alone a few weeks ago and I rented it on TV and just like got food ordered. Like sat down. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's then, like, a nice the night. End, I, I cried. I was like, "What the hell, bro?" <laughs> I haven't had a movie make me cry in a long time. This sounds weird. The Last of Us Two, the video game, made me cry like three times. Yeah, that's fantastic. Did you play it? No. You know the story of like that entire game. I mean, I know everybody knows about like the first one, but like the second game. Yeah. The only thing that I really know is that uh, she kills the dude that's been taking care of her the entire time because of the decision that he made in the first game, right? No, she said Ellie, the girl that he took with him, doesn't kill him. Somebody else kills him. And then like, you think you play the first half of the game as Ellie and you, you're like going to kill the chick that killed Joel. And then like, you find out like the reason she killed Joel and it like flips the script entirely and like makes you feel bad for this person that you thought was the villain, like the entire game. Yeah. So, like, at the end of the first game, they're about to use Ellie to make, like, a vaccine for, like, the disease. And Joel, right. Joel kills everybody in the hospital, including the doctor, who is the girl from the second game's dead. Oh, okay. So, she's getting revenge for him killing the dead. And then, like, this person that you thought you hated for, like, the first, like, 10 hours of the game, you, like, fall in love with. And, like, it's crazy. That's, that's amazing. But does the character love you back? No. Maybe. It depends on what button you push. But like God of War. Like, uh, <laughs> it sounds weird. But you know what I'm talking like about. Like without getting way too much into the plot of this game, like 
unlike any like movie or like TV I've seen in a while, that game like makes you want to be like a better person after you finish it. It's uh, a really good review of the game, actually. Like, no, I mean that, that, yeah. that's a perfect way to review it. Really? Like, yeah, because I've I've heard how like inspiring it felt to other people. Are you crying? Which is no. insane. <laughs> but I really think video games as a, a medium for storytelling is just going to get better and better and better. I, I watch a lot of like YouTube videos for a graphic artists and like visual artists and stuff. And there's a unreal engine five that just dropped too. Yeah. That just makes things look even more real, more detailed, more like emotional all the way through because you can express so many different things. It's insane. So I'm I'm excited to see what's gonna happen. There next. like there was like a game that I forget I don't even think it had a name, but it was literally they were using the Unreal Engine to like debut like what the PS5 was gonna be like when it first came out, and like the shit they were showing was like legitimately like indistinguishable from human vision. Like right, it was crazy. right, yeah, it's nuts. And then you know all the all the different stories that are out now, like The Last of Us, even like Red Dead, like yeah how intricate all that shit is and the fact that you know that you're going to spend like 40 or 50 hours with a game yeah instead of just a two-hour movie just makes it even like more powerful i feel like yeah Yeah, i was playing red dead redemption one time and i like hadn't really played it at all and i get it has the same general feel as like other rockstar games and it's nighttime and i'm like on a horse trying to figure out like basic controls (laughs) and this horse that's on fire comes up to me and i'm like guys what do i do like you gotta catch it it's a rare horse and i was like fuck yeah, I, I think I paused and gave to someone, but like, I was like, cool, nothing Red- can go wrong, and a fire horse walks up. And I was like, guys. Red Dead Redemption has like Red Dead and Red Dead 2 both have like three or four horses that are like just like noticeably like much better than the rest of the horses in the game. They're faster, like they handle better. Like, and you, it, it, you have to bust your ass to get them. They're not supposed to be like easy to catch because you have to like break it as if like it's like a wild horse. Yeah. And fucking in Red Dead 2, <laughs> I had like a pretty good horse. And then I Googled, I was like, what's the best horse in Red Dead Redemption 2? And I went and found that shit. And it was like really hard to catch. And then fucking like I had this horse for probably like 40 hours of the game that I was playing. It's like the literal fastest horse in the game. It doesn't get better. <laughs> And fucking, is there only one of them? There's only one in the entire game. And uh, these dudes ran up on me like these bandits near some train tracks. And I like hopped off my horse to fight these dudes like in the middle of the desert. And then a fucking train ran over the horse. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get your horse back or was that? No, it's just dead. (laughs) There's there's nothing you could do about it. It's gone forever. (laughs) And then I just had to like Google second best horse (laughs) in Red Dead Redemption. Go find that. And it was like good, but not as good. That's crazy that it remembers. (laughs) I had to just play the next like 20 hours of the game with a horse. It was like good, but not quite as good as the one I had. You should have had the second best horse first. Yeah, <laughs> like, but I mean, I didn't die. anticipate the horse getting hit by a fucking train. All right, <laughs> did you like walk to the train tracks and get off your horse, or did it like wander on its own and then get hit? It got wandered off okay. on its own. Like I was like, in my head, you like park the top of the train tracks and like, stay here, boy. These dudes were <laughs> shooting at me near the train tracks, and I was like, "Fuck this!" And I hopped off the horse and, and it just strutted. Well, you can like you have like a slowdown mode where you can like fucking pinpoint aim and like hit you get like three headshots off like bang 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 like real quick i mean you played red dead before but i hopped off my horse to do that and i guess like my horse just kept running like i can see (laughs) out of the corner of my eye just fucking the horse get demolished by the trend and its corpse is just there on the tracks and like i can't move it or do anything with it like how often did your horse like die before that 
Not often. I only had like three horses in the entire game. It was like, did one- you Google anyone else like going through the same thing that you did? But it's like you're like no, I mean, support group. I don't like, know. My, my, my horse died. <laughs> I don't think that. I don't. I mean, I don't know if anybody else's horse died like that, but I mean, there are countless people that lost their horses in varying ways. Like, you can go hunting, and there were like people that would have that horse get like killed by a cougar or some shit while they're yeah. out hunting. Imagine someone, someone, someone could just shoot your horse too many times. Like that, that was half the reason I jumped off it because when people are shooting at you, they'll just hit your horse. Yeah. And I don't want the fucking horse to get can, lit up. Can you ride other animals? No. Nah. <laughs> But like it was like the, it was like Did the, you ride animals in Far Cry. It was, what would you ride? Some, some of them, yeah. What would you ride instead of a horse? An elephant. I mean, in the wild, wild west. No, nah. but now nah, this the horse that got hit by the train was like the fucking Lamborghini of horses. Like it was so fast. What other animals are that I could ride in the wild west? I think they're. I feel like they're like only horses back then. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. could you could do like a fucking donkey, I guess. No. But a camel. I mean, I guess maybe an yeah, emu. But not the American. What do you think? Think? Yeah, this is Texas, man. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? They have emus in there, and ride an emu. Maybe they might have. I'm trying to think of like what what animal that like might actually be in the United States that I'm like unaware of. Buffalo. Maybe I'm trying to think Maybe. of like, like I, I'm gonna think of five animals and like you went to college. Did you go to college? Mm, I want you guys to tell yeah, me if they have the exist. internet. We don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sound like an idiot on the podcast. Like, well, I mean, we can we can try to figure it out like, without is, the internet. This right? is so stupid. Are there like are there any wild like regular lions in the United States? I don't think so. No, they're, they're I don't know, mountain, the mountain lions, and that's it. Yeah, I didn't so. know if there was like somewhere. So if there lions are in like Africa, right? Like Af- I didn't yeah. think so. I just wanted to. Yeah, I, yeah, I, no. I know there aren't tigers here, right? Actually, uh, I didn't think so. I'll see if you no. know there aren't, no. or are there? There's not. Yeah, we're good. There's no tigers. Yeah, there's some bears. USA sucks. We have no animals. I we mean, like dogs. We have wolves. Those oh. are cool. I know. I'm pretty good on seeing like a lion in the wild. Honestly, like, I'm not saying go yeah. there. You avoid those parts. Like we live in the suburbs. You don't yeah. see any animals. You see house cats. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I I think I think my my favorite thing is always when a bobcat just fucking murders someone while they're trying to jog. Like, just it just comes up behind you. You don't even fucking know. And just that like, ah. a lot? in California, it's happened a couple times at least. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. We keep encroaching on on uh, these animals' faces, and then they're just like, "I'm hungry. You look fun. That's all we get. Yeah, yeah. Okay. whatever, right? Or you have fucking King Kong coming in and, and fucking everything yeah. up with Godzilla. I don't know. Like, I I hope that we do piss the Earth off enough for a big giant monster I, to I, destroy us all. I feel like if Godzilla or King Godzilla versus Kong came out pre-pandemic i wouldn't have been like as disappointed slash pissed but at a point where i'm due another two thousand dollars and you put that shit out in front of me and like you spent my stimulus on kong godzilla and that's my fucking problem king kong or godzilla like dis- destroying earth would be uh pretty good but like, if i had my stimulus if i had my two grand i'd be like let's go 50 on kong like, what global warming is probably going to do to earth is a much more fitting punishment for humanity I think. it's just a slow burn a, a slow burn where things just get worse and worse and worse <laughs> for decades and then it's just over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it'll be uh decades. I think it'll yeah, be couple, longer than that. Yeah. But it'll it'll just like I watched a Sweet Tooth on Netflix, which is good. I think it's fun. But they call the uh, the world ending due to a pandemic the crumble, which just makes me think that the whole world is gonna crumble. And I think that's legitimately what's gonna end up happening. That yeah. everything's just gonna go to shit and it's all gonna fall apart. And we're gonna have either everybody 
basically getting cancer or something or another pandemic to, to wipe most of us out. Yeah. It'll be fun. The, the, it'll be uh, just nature's way, hopefully, like making us live a little bit longer in the long run, right? Yeah. Maybe, I mean, yeah. shit, the people that survive are going to have like fucking super DNA. They <laughs> <laughs> got to repopulate the world, but god damn it, they'll be strong. I, I mean, is that where superheroes come from? I think I would like that to happen. What do you think? We just kill a whole bunch of people and take their power, and then that's how that works. I wonder if like, any superheroes made it out of Chernobyl. We don't know. Just like I, from Chernobyl, one person survived, busy protecting the Ukraine. They're they're pretty dead or dying. Yeah, the people that even like live like near that shit are still like fucked up forever. Yeah, it's just uninhabitable land. Yeah, I was watching. You can't uh, even be there too long, can you? Mm-mm. I was watching something on YouTube the other day about that when it first happened, and they were trying to do the cleanup. They were offering young Russian dudes either two or four years of military service or two minutes of cleaning Chernobyl and they're all sick or dying or dead. Damn. So two yeah. minutes, two minutes. What do you even fucking accomplish in two minutes? You're picking up a couple pieces of trash. I mean, like, if that's all that a person can last, you yeah. have to just constantly rotate them. Right. So that's fucking insane. Like you can only be exposed to something for so long. Yeah. But it's like, what are you even cleaning up? Like, fucking. <laughs> So I don't like, know. It's like I don't street know trash with like packs of cigarettes and shit. Like probably, they have the little probably sticks. Bodies like, and shit. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Probably. More realistically, dead bodies. Because they they built that yeah. fucking like sarcophagus thing that they have on there, and then they have another big ass dome that they put in there uh, a few years back to try to like make sure everything is good. But what's happening now in there is that the the water that's in there has. Uh, whatever the the word is it's getting together with all the nuclear shit and then it's turning the nuclear stuff that was solid and like dormant into more moving so now it's everything's getting a little bit more liquid so everything's going to start spreading out even more yeah and uh, there could be just another little breakout from the the dome so that's exciting oh shit yeah imagine living near there and like you have the pandemic and that no <laughs> what I, I could never i'm just thinking because i i i legit believe that there are records of like mutated animals there where some have another eye or or yeah. fucked up like two heads or anything so i'm just hoping that that still becomes a thing to where like the forest takes over and then all these fucking monsters come through, and then you just enjoy the the scenery. Yeah, I think that's how that works. You just have fucking two two deer heads on one body, and just fucking fucking you up the entire time. It's like Ripley's playing or not, but real. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what I, that's what I want. And then when you're trying to pet them, your just hand falls off because yeah. they're still radioactive. Yeah, yeah. You build a Ripley's Believe It or Not out there. They're like, we don't care. We, <laughs> we see. <laughs> like, didn't you? Didn't you hear about you? <laughs> I haven't been on Ripley's Believe It or Not in years, but I feel like I'm also like back to me just being j- like broken and cold. I'm just like oh, I don't care about the wonders of the world. I just hope they have new stuff because I went to, we went to those Ripley's a lot. Oh, those we are like freaks kids. every day. Yeah, we're. But like they just had like the same things every year. And when I was like 11 and 12 and 13, I was like, dude, fuck yeah, this again. Well, I'm sorry. There's only <laughs> like, one world's tallest man, Joe. <laughs> They're not growing on trees. <laughs> right. All the records have already been hit. But you be the world's fattest guy. You want to change Ripley's. <laughs> be the change you want to see in Ripley's, believe it or not. 
Oh, you have goals to reach, and yeah. it's, it's being six hundred plus pounds. Uh, Shit, that's not even enough anymore, man. It's that's not. Pl- my six hundred pound life is blowing through seasons. Have you heard about it? It's a show. I mean, a bunch of six hundred pound people. Okay, but what's it's like Ripley's? What? Believe it or not, but just on all the time. So, what's the highest you think? I'm gonna guess. Seven? Like, I'm gonna guess. You ready? Random weight, 830 pounds. It's going to be. Google it. Most weight ever? No, nah, there's definitely somebody that weighs like 1,000 pounds. Yeah, your uh, your mom. <laughs> we have <the> same mom. <laughs> Our mom was fit, but she wasn't 1,000 pounds. Oh, yeah. The heaviest person ever uh, weighed 1,400 pounds. Oh, Holy shit. Oh, baby. That's a, that's a Hyundai Elantra. <laughs> He's a big old boy. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? John Brower Middock. Yeah, it sounds like a tubby guy. He lived 40... 40- one yeah you know, he died like two weeks before what would have been his 42nd birthday very sad it's longer than tupac but now there was another dude that weighs 1345 pounds who is apparently still alive he's still alive yeah he lost a bunch of weight also he lost like 600 pounds which is fucking insane to man can you imagine those fucking wings yeah i'd have to get surgery i couldn't do it. oh yeah yeah for i'd be sure. way too fucking self-conscious well, I, I think that you have to just because the, the skin would be just so heavy after that, too. Yeah. But I, that is just mind-blowing that you can lose that much because you're that high, also high. Yeah. So that's... I don't know. I've been like... How, did, how does that even happen? I don't know. Like, you just have to, like, not get up. <laughs> well, not only that, but, like... How much do you have to eat? <laughs> well, there's that. There's definitely that. But I think the... The bigger thing is like who enables you to do all this shit because someone's got to feed you eventually, yeah, right? Definitely. You can't fucking move your hand after a while. You got a DoorDash person and bringing it to the window. <laughs> and they're just, they're just fucking <laughs> opening like everything up <laughs> yeah. and you just have a trough that goes right to your mouth. They just slide it all the way in there. How do, how do you think that a person gets to 1300 pounds? I mean, there, there, I feel like there has to be something in your genes too that you're big boned on top of this just is, like eating and eating and not moving and not moving. Not even me fat shaming because I would never because I've been like fat like most of my life. Like fucking, how does someone get to 400 pounds? Like I got to like 260, 270. And I okay, was like, chill. I was, I was like 310 at one point. No, but I'm saying like 400 plus. Like once you get there, like I don't. Uh, All right, so at a certain point <laughs> with that weight, you don't move. So like, yeah, well, yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. You're also your stomach. Like the more you, like, I don't have to explain the human body, the more you yeah. eat, like you can eat so much more at that point. Like, yeah, I've seen some of these dumb shows on TV and like they go, they eat like four combos for McDonald's, like as a meal, because that's just what your body can take. Like, I just also don't understand, like how the bones don't break at one yeah. point. Like they have to be constantly under so much stress. I say, like you see a lot of these people really, like I said, really just don't move yeah. or walk or. Yeah. I wonder at what point that happens. Like, how do you even start losing weight like that? Like <laughs> a lot of them. Too, it has you to, see you have like to start like you have to start like dieting. But like if you if you're like laying in bed all day, like how do you get up to like exercise? And oh, there's like, plenty of TV shows about this. Like I said, I said, yeah. I think. A lot of it, these people are you they get really fat really young and you like they're like 200 300 pounds in like middle school you know just like yeah and then that to start doing it you have to start moving and then some surgeries and like yeah shit like that yeah. you, no you're not just going to gold's gym and knocking off 900 pounds like they're sucking a lot out of you yeah. but like you have to work at it or they won't do it yeah this one, sunday on tlc 8 p.m my 600 pound life one of my coworkers 
a while back had that done, but he he was he was much bigger than he is now, but he had to lose like fifty or sixty pounds just yeah. to be able to do the surgery. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so he had to change up his whole his whole life, and I I think he's gained some of it back, but it's it's still like really rigid on on everything that they they let you do. Yeah, totally. And even, I mean, to the point where his body was able to put it on the first time, it's not that crazy that it gains back at like yeah. a yeah. rapid rate. Yeah. Man. Keep it up, Chris's coworker. We believe in you. <laughs> I just. From your two favorite shithead Husky brothers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just hope that I never get to that point. Because I was like, right now, I probably sit at like 220 ish. I've, I've been up to like 310 before. Yeah. As weight wise, and you just feel heavier. I'm like, you don't even, you know. Well, and what I'm hoping, and I, I know that'll probably not happen, but what I'm hoping after my surgery is that, like, I'll actually be able to move a little bit better, and then, like, the physical therapy starts getting me to to go to the gym way more, where, like, I'm not going now, so maybe I would once I'm fixed-ish. Yeah. I will say, out of the, because we both started going a little bit before, like, everything happened, and even he still maintains it works, kept me moving. Like cardio wise, I definitely like I'll do I'll do boxing compared to like running or riding a yeah. bike because I hate it, but I do like boxing, and it's like made me you know it's one it's kept me it's intense form of cardio, but like you find what you like and that's that's what I want to do for sure. I, I thought about trying to do jiu-jitsu, but then I remembered that my neck's fucked up too, so it doesn't matter. But just being able to like twist again, yeah, yeah, will be great. So even I have a punching bag here in the garage and like. You set it up at your house and just box them for 20 minutes, you know, really gets you going. And is the, the equivalent, if not more than running at some fucking time. boxing wins me so fast. Like after like three minutes, I need to stop. You're also not, <laughs> you're not supposed to box for like 20 minutes yeah. straight. You're supposed to box for two, breathe for 30 seconds, go back, you know, well, that, that's like the high intensity cardio also. And that's always like a debate with people, like whether it's like more beneficial to like fucking, I do it just like run preference. for like half an hour straight or like do like sprint for five minutes. So. I'd, I'd rather just like, cause one, I can't like, change things on my phone. So I'd rather just like make a 25 minute playlist, run through it instead of staring at that timer and riding the bike. It's just, to me, it's so mind numbing yeah, to do that. Time goes by so much faster when I'm boxing. Oh I start, yeah. I started watching Netflix when I ride the bike. And so, like, you yeah. don't, you don't even think about, but these are also yeah. the different preferences. Like he prefers yeah. that we're getting similar results. I feel like I could like, for the first time ever, I feel like I would like not get the shit kicked out of me in a fight. Oh yeah. Like, that actually, that like, probably feels pretty good. Ability and like my yeah. ability to punch. Yeah, Cause at first it. I didn't know it. A bunch of like, Old dude's a bit, come here, young man. You got to do this. And like, got, people were really helpful and got me to a point where like, I can actually, like, I was showing him a little bit one day and that's awesome. training my girlfriend at one point. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah that's, that's definitely, I think that's going to be the move after I, I get yeah. more, more into being able to actually move it's, and stuff. Especially these days with all the resources like YouTube and every other thing. Like, you can just watch these little videos and just practice these little things and then work on. Yeah. I've been telling myself that I'm going to do that for the past, like, it's easier to do at home Life. than it is at home. You know, it's tough being like, I'm going to go run around the block a bunch. You're like, you can get well, a bike, like, but it's really easy to just like do really quick in the morning and carry on. on that's, that's the reason I go to the gym is because I don't think it's easy to work out at home. Cause I just have like every other fucking thing I could ever want to do around. And like, I could be like, yeah, I'm going to like do some sit-ups and push-ups today. But it's like, oh, I could just fucking play PS5 or look at my phone. Okay, <laughs> I mean, that, that happens to me yeah. though. Cause I, like, some of us I, have. I have a Bowflex. I don't have the I discipline have a, to work out at home. Straight yeah, up. I have a Bowflex and a rowing machine, and I, I don't use 
either. And if, so, I, yeah. if I drive to the gym, I'm like, fuck, I'm all the way out here. I might as well do this, even if I don't want to. Like, I'm always upset that I forget that I pay for a gym membership until yeah. like I see the, the transaction on my... Yeah. And even at, I was getting off work at five when we first started going, and now our hours are till six. And just that hour has like messed my whole schedule up because five to six is when I had the motivation to do the gym. And then I'm like, I get home at six, and then I'm like, oh, if I do this, I'm going to miss like this thing I have to do at eight. You know, it's just like yeah. that hour just fucked me up. Yeah, like I got into the habit, like while I was working from home at the beginning of COVID, like I was going to the gym at fucking like 11 a.m. every day. And like I f- you had way more energy at that time of day. Like it's yeah. not like like I don't know how beforehand, like I would go work a full day, then go to the fucking gym immediately afterwards, because now I'm trying to do that. And I like hate it. But like if you go first thing in the morning, like you really have no excuse. Well, we, were going also, we also lived like two minutes away yeah. compared to now. It's like not that much further, but like it was. You can see it from enough, you can right? see it from like are you you know yeah. from the house I can see it I'm like fuck we should go but now we don't and we're wasting away thanks pandemic and Kong <laughs> versus Godzilla <laughs> we want our money and we want it <laughs> Joe Biden you hearing this I didn't hate that movie I didn't hate it that much either I'm just I'm, like I said I'm pissed right now anything that costs money I'm like t- I'm way more radicalized now than ever because somebody might owe me two grand so like, so you never you never got it what. The, the two grand? Oh, no, I got my first few. I just want my new one. And yeah. What's the new one? <clears throat> There's not a new one, and that's the problem. No, no that shit was a thing. joke. That was never like officially. Like, I know. I'm, no, I'm telling you. Like, Bernie Sanders saying we're going to give you two. No, I did not put my month. faith in Bernie Sanders. I think that I'm due two grand, even though I've been working the whole time. But like, I want to buy fine things. <laughs> nah, America was like, oh shit, if we don't, I will say this, I if we don't reopen everything, we might have to give them more money. So they were like, fuck it, COVID's done. <laughs> Since they decided the pandemic's yeah. over, with the first stimulus, I bought this knockoff chain from China for like thirty dollars. That's I was like, fantastic. I got that, and I was like, yeah, this is this is this is ignorant. I was like, people are really going through, it and I have this new chain I'm never gonna wear. I definitely. I'm not bought. even a check a chain person. It's Gengar. The Pokemon. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> it's somewhere upstairs. I have a chance. This is Gengar pennant. <laughs> I think made I, out of fake diamonds. I was like responsible with my stimulus money and just like paid bills and then just use my own money to do stupid shit. The thing but, is, I, mean, I was I guess also responsible. Uh, yeah. I took the first half and I knocked out a month of bills. Yeah. Then, you know, the chains are coming in, the women, the money. The, <laughs> <laughs> the first stimulus I definitely bought Yeezys. Yeezy. <laughs> All right. All right. So I don't. You got you to gotta make me understand what is happening with feet and why they go into expensive things, because I, I don't get it. It's the same with any of these things. It's, just, it's exclusive. They look cool. Also, depending on what we're talking about, the style of shoe is really comfortable. Yeah. What's that the thing? What type of shoe we're talking about? I don't know, man. I just know the shoes I'm wearing right now. Are we are, talking about Nike they're kind of cool, Yeezys? But are we talking cool. about Adidas Yeezys or the 750, the 350? Oh, Wait, why, why are there so many? I'm not kidding. How many Yeezy designs do you think there are? I'm going to guess over 80 right now. No, I mean, there's different colorways, but I think like design-wise, there's probably only like 10, maybe. I'm talking total different Yeezy colors. You're talking about colors? Probably 10 styles, a lot of colors of each, because there's a lot of 350s. Yeah, well, I was about to say the 350 alone has like 60 colors, at least. So when you buy a three or $400 pair of shoes, are you really wearing them too, or? (laughs) It depends. I mean, if you're... If you got the money where you're not worried about it, I don't have the money to buy a $400 pair of I've shoes and wear it every day. Like, I got expensive shoes as a gift. Okay. And they were they were $300. I probably could have gotten them for like $260 if like I did the shopping. 
But <laughs> I wear right. and they're one they're comfortable as hell. I don't wear mine as much because it's a sentimental kind of thing. Sure, but yeah, I yeah. did buy a pair of maybe knockoff Yeezys a few weeks ago at work. I, I went to the casino. I won a little bit of money. Someone on Craigslist brought them to me because I was bored at work, so I bought Yeezys. I have those. I'll like wear those. Like we, well, I wore them out because like, you know they're knockoffs. Even if they weren't, I don't care. I, okay. I, I paid knockoff price no matter what. She okay. might not okay. know what she had, but like I wore them out to the bar in the rain. I don't give a shit. I don't value it like that. Yeah, well, but there are shoes that like the average person that has like a three hundred dollar. If you buy a three four hundred dollar shoe, like you probably have. Like, we're talking three four hundred. Some of these shoes are going for like fourteen to twenty five hundred, and like, yeah. well, that's a two thousand dollars. I guess that that's my next question is like, are you just flipping them? Are you, you also, buying stuff to try to flip it in the future? Well, he buys smaller tier items like shirts and hoodies and flipping. I don't do any. I mean, I'll, I'll buy shoes and flip them. Well, it's like, Actually, yeah, I'm a liar. You did two last week. Yeah, I, was, I have another pair coming this week. They have to flip. But, uh, <laughs> how much did you pay for them and how much are you selling them for? I bought them for two. I'm going to sell them for like four. But the thing is, to get all these shoes, like, we wouldn't buy a $400 shoe. If you get it while it's two. But yeah, he just bought $200 shoes. Quick $200 flip. He got two other pairs though, that he sold that Joe's up. A few hundred dollars for investing that little What's, it, like it sounds weird that i would do that but like the thing is like if it wasn't me that was doing it there are people that have like bots like you know about yeah, like, bot yeah. programs like there are fucking people out here that have like hundreds of pairs of these shoes and they're literally like most of the time like white teenagers you know, <laughs> that just have their parents credit card and, but they're i mean they're making enough money to like i was hoping- back but like if it's not me buying the shoe for fucking 200 and selling it for 400, it's going to be some kid that are, has 20 pairs of that shoe and is going to do it 20 times. Like, well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I we're guess... We're like Robin Hood, bro. We're just... Right. <laughs> we're doing it so the white kids can't. <laughs> well, okay. I mean... We hate white kids. Well, most of like these shoes, very Caucasian like, brothers. As as we, yeah, yeah, as we are all white. Three but... three Caucasian males, eight Caucasian people. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. We are dumb. Ninety nine percent of the are, listeners are Caucasian. We are dumb. But do you think that it's uh, gentrified uh, a little bit now, or is it still like a, a good culture? I mean, I think it's. It depends. You know who you ask. Some people will say it's ruined. Some people will say it's as good as that. It's definitely. It's as. It's more popular than it's ever been, for yeah. sure. Like, and I won't pretend I've been doing it for like a long time, but I, you know, I think it's in I, a good spot right now. But yeah. I helped the McKenzie, the guitar player from Sideshow Cinema, move two weeks ago. Right now, he has about 60 pairs of shoes in his closet that are expensive, and like their inbox is all organized. He's had way more. If he was to sell that entire thing, we're talking definitely five, you know, five digits. He would have over $10,000 in is he revenue. Wa- has he worn them or no? Some once, some twice. He well, has I was about to say, like, like four pairs that he wears like a lot. But yeah. no, he has some that don't get worn and are just for flipping and like And he hasn't Mac he hasn't sold them yet. Like no, because you a lot of times with shoes, like I mean, you can it's like a stock in the sense where you can like if you wait with it for a long time, it'll get more expensive. But a lot of them like the peak is like two days after they come out. <laughs> right. Like right. Every, everybody and their mother wants them and only these people have them. So people are willing to pay like exorbitant ass prices, but then on the flip side, the longer you hold something, the less and less like brand new pairs of this shoe there are. So you can really charge whatever yeah. the fuck you want for it. So you got to kind of choose and decide which so, ones you you yeah, think you, are going to be quick and which ones. There's also what's well, also like you shoe mark, like with this, a pair of Yeezys is like 220 new. If I never put it on, of standard one I can sell for about three. If I've worn it. 
one or two times out to the bar, I can still sell it for about 270. The value does not decrease because I've worn the shoe. It they does, have to it get does a lot of times, but not less than face value. Yeah. I'm not, not less than face value. Yeah. Depending on the shoe. No, yeah. not really. Like, wow. My, like yeah, my shoe, I could right now, the way I've worn it, I could still probably get about 275 for it. Cause I've worn it out and about once. Like I'll look and on they're like, very clean, but yeah, you can like, but that's why if I was to buy a pair of Yeezys, I might buy a pair that someone had put on once that, and they didn't like it or wore, wore it once good condition, like totally renovated. You could save a bunch of money. And like, I would do that. Cause I would just wear it around. I don't value it. Like it's an item. Same with anything else. Materials are stupid. I just happen to like my shoe. <laughs> but I, you, know, you can also see all the other lavish things that I treat myself to, such as that egg toy. <laughs> but it's also, I mean, shoes aren't really, I mean, some shoes are expensive. Like, like I mean, $150, $200 for a pair of shoes. That's pretty fucking expensive. But like, it's the scarcity that drives up the price of these things. Like people will willingly pay $500 for something. I just paid $100 for Like depending on how Supreme put out a like, jet ski a few weeks ago. Yeah, you were telling me about that. I don't think it actually came out. I think they were, like, talking. They put out something. Are you sure? I think it may have actually came out last week with that line. They put out some insane shit. They sold a chair for, like, $3,000, like, a few weeks ago. Bring bring the chair up. Chris, the chair is so stupid. It it looks like something from Austin Powers' apartment. It's just a little (laughs) plastic. Oh, that's hilarious. Do you think... (laughs) Do you think... All of this is more profitable or more secure than just going into crypto and doing it that way. Definitely. Cause you have that, like, I think that being such a risk. Yeah. If you like, if you separate accounts and you actually want to make this a business, if I gave him $200, he bought that shoe for two and flipped it for four and you keep that four separate. I can buy $400 worth of shit. That's the chair. Yeah. and people bought it because no one because no one else has. I need, it. I need to see how much it goes for. It's the same X reason now. they close anything. People are materialistic, and this is just their. Fr- it's just a stupid brand, too, isn't it? It's, it's also like Joe trying to get them, and then like rappers also trying to get this other thing. It's not <laughs> well, just regular saying, like people. If, like, if it's not me trying to flip it, it's some thirteen-year-old kid that got twenty of them already in his. And, yeah. the, and the person <laughs> trying to buy it is also like rappers are getting on StockX and ha- having to buy. It. They're also you know like. Right. Basketball players also have to overpay for him because all the white. I can't remember who it was. It was some, it was like an athlete or a rapper, like somebody I follow, like the other day. Like, it's like a person that's worth like several million dollars. Like, they just got like a pair of like brand new, like, I forget what the shoe was, but it was like, you know, one of the new like hype shoes that just came out like this month. And they were like, shout out to my plug who always hooks me up. And it was literally them with like a middle school white kid. But it was like not maybe not Drake, but like somebody that was like right below Drake and like rapper, That's like fame quality. And it was literally he literally posted on Instagram. He's like, "Shout out to my plug," and it's like a fucking middle schooler. <laughs> and that that dude goes on to fucking run a hedge fund, yeah. or uh... now he just keeps flipping shoes and lives on a yacht. Yeah, yeah. maybe or he or which company was it? Was it Nike? One of the higher ups at Nike got caught selling the shoes to her kid. Yeah, she posted a picture. Of him with like, like a, a hundred pairs of one really rare shoe. Like it was, she, it was the straight vice, off the yeah. back of the truck to her son, and she got caught. She was, was like going to jail. She was like the vice. Well, she resigned, yeah. like literally the next day to like prevent getting fired. But it was yeah, it was literally like the VP of Nike's son. And see, Nike, when they sell these shoes, you buy them through like basically it's this app called Sneakers. It's basically mm-hmm. like a fucking lottery, and like everybody and their mother enters it, and they just like randomly select who's getting these shoes that are going to make them some money. But the VP of Nike was in charge of sneakers 
and her son was using like basically like a company account with like a company. Oh shit. Okay. He had a company account with company credit cards that was basically like, he was getting like insane quantities of these sneakers. Like, like all what, at all at dirt yeah. cheap prices. He's, yeah, he was he, he was he, getting employee discounts and getting like hundreds, if not thousands, of pairs of shoes that he was going to sell for double what he paid uh, he, for. Them. He posted a picture of him with like a room full of all of the same shoe. Yeah, like he had an entire parking lot full of like the off white Jordan fives that came out, and they're yeah. worth like eight hundred dollars a piece. That's like, insane. And he, this, he probably got them for like a hundred bucks. So this is why we. This is who we're taking shoes from. Yeah, is the white kids. <laughs> You might need to do it yeah. on a bigger scale. Definitely, definitely. But anytime this is yeah. anytime I get a pair of these shoes, somebody that got fucking 30 of them didn't get one of my pairs, you know? <laughs> like, and I can take I can sleep well with that, you know. Yeah, like, even <laughs> prevent like it's a also, Martin Scarelli. It'd be uh, perfect for yeah. you because it's like a drug dealer that doesn't do drugs. Like you don't want the shoe at all. So you just buy the shoe that you know is gonna make you a few hundred dollars. Yeah. I'm not getting high on You my also don't supply. have to wait. Like he'll buy a shoe. You can sell the shoe before it gets to you because like yeah. you still have a, and you just divert the shipping. Supreme, so <laughs> Supreme releases every Thursday at 11 a.m. I have it Monday morning every time without fail. Like just a t-shirt. That's impressive. So you can say, yeah, I've, totally. I've had something from Supreme come the next day. So yeah, you post it. Yeah. Joe buys it, puts it online. Someone buys it Friday. He gets it Monday. It's out to them Tuesday. You collect your money. I like it, it, it can be a quick flip. I watched this documentary on it was a complex documentary and it was literally like about like the art of like flipping shoes and like Supreme and shit like that. And like, like he was talking about these people becoming hedge fund managers. There was literally a kid in the documentary that was 16 years old and he dropped out of high school because he was a millionaire already. And his parents were like, what the fuck are we going to tell you? He's <laughs> you're richer than we could ever imagine being in your 16. No, you don't have to go to fucking biology class. Like, and fuck that. Still just beat him until you can take his money legally. I mean, I'm right? sure, I'm sure he like, I'm sure he hooked his family up. Real, uh, I fucking hope he hooked right. his family up really well. No, they would, I would drop assume, out to try and get on. The, I would assume he probably took over the mortgage if he's making a million dollars, like something like that, at least, you know, man, he probably just bought his own house and like, right. fuck you, mom and dad. It's like uh, blank check. Yeah. He just lives down the street. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen that movie? Blank check. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kid has a blank check and he just like buys a castle down the street. It's amazing. I yeah. love that. I really, yeah. I think that's, that's what I miss about like the lack of technology. Is that just the imagination that someone can actually have a blank check and it fucking be fine? Yeah, yeah these days, like that movie, like there's no fucking way. Let me pull my phone out and check to see if my kid withdrew you know, $2 million. Right, right. Or, <laughs> or like you can't just fucking cash at me a million dollars. Like that's not going to work. So where did the yeah. money come from? I didn't see this movie. I think. It was a legit like blank check from uh, a company. It was, our, it was no, already signed. He signs it cash. That's what it was. He signs it cash, so he's able to cash out from that check. Yeah. Because a long time ago, you could have just cashed checks anywhere. Yeah. This the the kid finds someone drops a check at a bank that's already signed and like says cash, and he like fills in the it's amount. It's like a million dollars or something. Yeah, a lot. And this kid just like hands it, it to him, and they give the kid all the cash. Which is. If, so I get a, dumb. if I get a blank check, I'm writing like a fucking Dr. Evil, like made up number on the check. <laughs> 100 trillion bajillion dollars. It wasn't five for this little year. It was just like 
buys a house at the end of the street. Oh, when his his dad comes to visit, and he thinks he's t- he's like, yeah, dad, I work for this guy, Mister Something, and the whole movie. Like, oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's putting up the facade of, of yeah. him just being like the assistant, not owning yeah. the whole fucking house. I'm sure, this kid's also like nine, very unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what wilds me out the most is that they just give this fucking little and kid. He has a backwards hat on. Like, why? <laughs> your hat should be facing. One, you shouldn't have a hat on a bank. But two, if it is, it should be facing forward if you want to check. Oh, that's so funny. I didn't even know banks like serve children. Like, I feel like if I walked into Joe, a bank. They I, don't. Yeah, you are correct. <laughs> if like, I was like nine, they'd be like, where the fuck are your parents? <laughs> like, yeah, I think they have to sign paperwork or something, right? Like, they, yeah, like my mom took me to set up a bank account when I was like sixteen or seventeen, and she definitely had to like sit right Chris, next. Can we to take me. a break really quick? So depression. Yeah, we were just talking about how I hate almost every professional athlete because they are dedicated to one thing, and they are my age and millions of dollars more richer than I am and yep. like successful. If, uh, if it makes you feel any worse, there are like 20 year olds. that are also like, No, that, that, that doesn't make me feel better. Isn't worse. Lamar Jackson like 24 or 25? Yeah. He's 24. Yeah. It's just Patrick Mahomes is like 25 years old. Fucking shoot me, man. I just don't know how much you have to sacrifice of yourself for it. It's you always know? like crazy to me. Like occasionally when someone gets drafted, you'll hear like, Oh, this guy's only been playing this sport for like three years. And it's like you literally were just like given the body that was ready to play sports. Like some people, like I mean, fucking anybody, anybody that's over six foot six, like someone's asked, like, "Hey, man, like, what's the deal? Why aren't you playing basketball?" <laughs> right, 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 like, right. Even even like six three, six four, like yeah. that's that's it, man. Like I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I, my only solace is that you know they may or may not have long careers and. They may or may not blow all their money, just like what I do on a normal basis. Yeah. So that's fine. But let's judge them on a higher scale. The thing is, that's yeah. basketball players, football players. Like Ray Lewis is like three inches shorter than me. There's no excuse why. Like I could have been a mental <laughs> linebacker. <laughs> like other sports were just weak. I could have played baseball. I know that. Yeah, I don't think I want to be punched in the face too much. But yeah. and if you're too small, be a jockey. There's no excuse. That's not not a fair or not a bad point. Yeah. And then like there's that middle gap where you just like have to be a cage fighter or a boxer before you're like jockey weight. But if you're like a buck forty, get in the fucking octagon. Yeah. <laughs> what or, are you doing, you lazy shit? Or box. Yeah. I Who mean, listen to the podcast. Get in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> if you're this deep already, that's an hour you could have spent cage fighting. Yeah, and you could be making thousands of dollars instead of millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. So that's if you want to box. And getting brain damage. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, fucking boxers make more than UFC fighters. Oh yeah, so by so much more. The UFC fighters are paid like WNBA players. Like it's it's fucking so irritating too for both, not just UFC. Definitely WNBA players are underpaid. (laughs) And it's crazy because like of all people that you would expect, like I don't know if you saw it like a week or two ago. It was like right before the Logan Paul like fucking Floyd Mayweather fight. Like Jake Paul of all people, the biggest fucking troll on the planet, literally like called out Dana White from UFC. It was basically like you treat your athletes like shit and they need yep. to be fucking paid yep. more. And like you wouldn't expect, you know, the biggest troll on earth to like actually have like a compassionate, like good argument for something like that, you know? But he was like fucking talking about like how he he, he wants to fight. He's fighting Tyron Woodley in a boxing match and he wants to fight like Conor McGregor. And they were like, Everybody's like, no, why don't you fight those guys in the octagon? And it's like, A, they would probably whoop his ass in the octagon. But like B, like you could both make way more money if you just have a boxing match. Than yeah. UFC fight. yeah. Dude, his brother cleared like $20 million and Floyd Member that cleared over a hundred for last weekend. Yeah. 
Yeah. A hundred million. There's no, there's a, there's, there's just no reason Floyd to Mayweather grapple if, yeah. if they're either of them. Floyd, yeah. Just go ahead, you know, throw some, throw some punches. There's no reason to get fucking choked out. Yeah. Because that's what's going to ha- end up happening. He made enough money to make Grown Ups 3 and have some leftover. I hate it. I hate it so much. He, he should made- make Grown Ups 3 because they're making, like, you think <laughs> you think boxers are making a lot. Grown Ups is gross. And well, old. shit. I mean, uh, Floyd Mayweather can, can yeah. do that. Yeah. I'd, I'd say go for it. And it's crazy because, like, those guys get that much money, but you have to ha- think about how much money, like, the promotion company and, like, the pay-per-views, like, whoever, yeah. H- HBO and Showtime, like, they're making probably way more money than Floyd Mayweather off these foots. Like, well, the... Like, they get... Floyd Mayweather gets, like, what, 50% of the pay-per-view revenue or, like, 20... It's probably even less than 50%. Like, somebody gets the rest of that shit and they didn't even foot. Like... <laughs> yeah, they didn't even <laughs> fight, right? But... So I was reading something where a lot of a lot of boxers can make a, a bunch of money, but the promoters end up losing on a lot of it yeah. because of like the different laws that they have. Where like if uh, if a fighter has some kind of certain record or is certified, there has to be uh, a championship fight for that person yeah like it's it's the um guaranteed uh title fight or something like that where where they when they get to a certain level they have to so then you have to pay them the champion pay too yeah so then it, it's a just a big risk for the promoter to where they'll lose money on this specific fight but try to gain more on fights in the future with this same person yeah this is like fucking the same thing with every other professional sport. Honestly, it's just like how much money the owners and shit make. Like people complain about like the NFL and like the NBA's contracts, and like they're only getting these contracts now because they're signing new TV deals that like people would riot if they found out how much money these owners right. are getting without paying the players what they deserve. Like, I mean, every NFL owner is like a fucking billionaire, you know? Yeah, because it's all about the the. Sh- the split of it. Yeah. Right. So you don't want to be a, like a, a 90, 10 to the company. That's for sure. Yeah. You want the, you want the employees, the, the, the fighters, the, the players, whatever to have their share. Yeah. Like it, it, they're doing all the hard work. <laughs> yeah. Kamara Usman defended his title recently. And I think he brought in like $500,000, but he's top five pound for pound fighter on the planet. And like, fuck at this point in his career, if that's the most he's made, 125 of it goes back to your camp. Yeah, every, at least, fees. right? We're talking lower tier guys making $30,000 every three months, maybe. If yeah. that, and then 6000 goes to your gym. You bring home 18000 from... Well, that's not even all your medical bills. That's, that's yeah, nothing. Yeah, you're definitely you know? not insured. Yeah, definitely not. So Health and, insurance and, for UFC. WWE doesn't have insurance for wrestlers. WWE treats its employees way worse than UFC does. Yeah, say WWE's employees are like independent contractors, basically. Yeah. Like all of them. It's actually probably not too far off from UFC, to be yeah. honest. I, I think that's where also. they modeled it from. Yeah. They they modeled, UFC modeled everything from Vince McMahon and, and WWE. Yeah. Because yeah, the, the pay-per-view modeled everything. It's not a sports league, even though they, they want to... Shit, they're on the road more than sports leagues. Wrestling's on the road. Two hundred. You have you have to work two hundred and sixty days a year. That doesn't include the other fifty travel days to your home. One, maybe two days a week if you're lucky. If you can afford to travel home, like, yeah. right? Well, and and with the UFC, they they don't know what identity that they want. They want money. 
That's for sure. But then they try to say, oh, yeah, we're actually a league. And that's why we have uniforms, quote unquote, now when all the all the the mats are getting more and more advertisement on it. So it's more revenue for UFC. Yeah. So it's it's a big mess because they want to talk about how they, they are like one of the top five sport leagues, but they're not even a fucking like doing it right. They're not even sharing the revenue. They're not taking care of anybody. There's no, it falls a little bit on, on the, the folks for not having a union. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, that, that's definitely part of it, but I think the, to, to Josh's point about the Kamara Usman, like the Dana White always says about how they need to be more enigmatic. They need to be more like personality driven. Yeah. So it's all the, 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 the salesmanship of it. And it's all like, that's why Colby Covington is, is who he is. And Sean O'Malley, uh, yeah. Sean O'Malley sells his personalities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that I've, Dr- that's so uh, annoying. Is yeah. it's, it's just so annoying to me. Cause then you have fighters like Leon Edwards that just fought yeah. where the only thing that anybody's going to talk about is Diaz. Yeah. Throughout the, after the, the whole thing. Diaz who got fucking whooped. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. man, that that last even, minute, that yeah, last even minute. When Henry Cejudo's a double champion, you don't you hardly heard his name brought up because he has no personality. You know, he's he looked, he's just a fucking walking cringe machine. Yeah, he sucks. Oh yeah, I'm, I, I'm glad he's retired. Well, he keeps talking out how he's going to come back and that big dumb head of his. I thought he almost came went to WWE for a little bit because he was in the crowd at one of them and they like showed him and that's usually what they do. Chris, you'll think it's funny. Back to the conversation with Rich. Like one of the most popular like amateur wrestlers in the world right now, just signed with like WWE's developmental system. Of course, and I think because you know he had to really join the real sport, the real sport. You know, this yeah, isn't kids play anymore. This is the big fucking. That's leagues. right. This That's is right. Professional <laughs> wrestling. None of that. I mean, the amateurs give a really good strong base, but it, it really there's takes no that next level. Yeah, back to yeah. yeah there's. <laughs> yeah, I hope Rich listens to this. Yeah, I'm, if he is listening, Rich, you owe me five thousand dollars, and you fucking know it. Wait, what happened, Rich? You know, yeah, Rich owes me five thousand dollars. We bet on a Bears Rams game, so, but if you're listening, <laughs> you owe me five grand. He doesn't, but I'm gonna get mine. <laughs> I'm gonna get mine. How long has he owed you five thousand dollars since the Rams played the Bears? Was that this season or like was that uh 2019? It was since we were in this house. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, for a while, Rich has owed me five thousand dollars. Richard Orzachowski owes me $5,000. I'm anyway. glad you said his last name because I, I can't get it. Oh, I didn't know how to say it until he owed me this money. <laughs> Legally, my lawyer recommends that. It's crazy because you think he has like an insane last name, but is literally pronounced exactly how it's spelled. Right. That's, that's just like mine. Yeah. It's so dumb. Tondavold. Tondavold. Yeah. Oh. Close enough. <laughs> Close Fuck enough. <laughs> yeah. If they can see that. Look, that's good. But yeah, that, that that reminds me just of the conversation that we had where professionals are, are just, they're on another level. Yeah. They're just on another level. And it, it, you feel bad for the amateurs that don't make it to that level, right? Yeah. That that all just get kind of like washed out and they're just the guys used car that, salesmen. The guys that just make it to the Olympics, you know? Like, right, right. Never really like transcend the like Monday Night Raw. Like, I mean, there's no money in the Olympics. Like, you know? Why would you want to do it? There's no glamour. You exactly. Have a silly little costume. You don't get to wear like, like what the Ultimate Warrior did. Yeah. No face paint, no fire. Right. <laughs> Stupid. There's no sequins. There's they no don't nothing. have any finishers. I've never seen one RKO in a collegialist. No swanton bombs. Yeah. There's no ladders. What kind of fucking fake sport is this? 
I have seen the amateur wrestling, the fabled uh, ankle lock yes. every once in a while, right? I don't think you're allowed to do that in collegiate wrestling. They do suplexes in the Olympics. Yeah, but that's all they have. Yeah. No choke slams, no last rides. <laughs> I've seen no stunner. There, it's Nobody's all flat ground. No five-star frog Yeah, splash. there's no different levels. There's yeah. no ropes. The yeah. bottom, the worm. No turnbuckles to one. jump off of. Scotty Too Hot is the worm. I've never seen it once at a high school wrestling match. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I just want one time where Sweet Chin Music just goes right through it. That, it that's so what good. I want to see. Can you just imagine that? That someone fucking oh god, would you would you like get kicked out oh, of yeah. school if you if you you would get kicked out of school you would definitely lose the match and probably maybe suspended who nah, cares I don't def- think they're nah, you might get a, like I don't think enough people are in the gym to see you <laughs> <laughs> I mean no matter maybe you're not if you're in a sold out Madison Square Garden at WWE <laughs> I mean no matter what though like some school official or somebody that works for the school definitely just saw you like fucking kick somebody in the face I'll put it the, they're not there please <laughs> no school I mean official like did not wait like, around like the coach like if like if something like that happened, like a coach has to report that. Like it's like part of their job, you know. Or he could be like the the are fox you, you, catcher okay. dude. Are you so, true. Yeah. He's got a point. You could just kill that guy's brother. Yeah. yeah. See, there's you, there's you, multiple you, ways around it. Did you see the the fox catcher movie? No, I know Steve a little Carell bit of the story is though. Terrifying. I heard Steve Carell plays a dude. Channing, a really good movie. I actually recommend it. Mark Ruffalo, Channing Tatum, and Steve Carell. I I think Channing Tatum can act. He was really good. I'm not, I think he, there was one point where he like snaps in his hotel room and you're like, holy shit. Like re, re, he, he knocked it out of the park. I would like to see him in more stuff. I, I enjoyed him in 21 Jump Street a lot. Oh, too. have you seen 22 Jump Street? I don't think I have. It's actually not bad for a sequel. I, I thought first. 22 Jump Street was honestly like as good as the first one. It, it, it was. It, that makes they, me excited. They, I, they kept it fresh enough a while just really just making jokes at the fact that they were doing another one the whole fucking movie yeah. <laughs> it's like it's remember the first one or remember the first one yeah oh that's that that makes me the, happy the credits for it are the best because they're joking about how they're just gonna make them forever and it's like a poster for like 23 jump street and it's like a clip from it and they do that for like 15 of them now and it's just like fucking out of hand at one point seth seth rogan takes over and for like for him one he's like you look different. He's like, nah, I look the same. <laughs> and then the next one is Johnny Hill again. He's like, yeah, I'm back after contract disputes. I mean, that thing that happened. So do you think, because I, I think one part that would be funny is that Jonah Hill is now like in shape and is a jujitsu master now. So I think that would be fun if, if he just goes in fucking fully roided in for and one so, of them. There was a, he was actually on the internet like last week because he was at the beach and like paparazzi took pictures of him. And he like went out of his way and made a post. He's like, my entire life, I was like scared to take my shirt off at a beach. And the fact that you guys are fucking following me and taking pictures, like, he's like, I still hate it, but I hope it gives other people confidence. And I was like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I saw that. That was great. Yeah. So it always, it always makes me wonder, like, with the roles that he'll get now, if that's going to change any, as yeah. far as any of like, Ooh, the did you see? Mid, did you ever see Midsummer? Yeah, I not Midsummer, Mid Nineties. Mid nineties, I didn't watch. You uh, really should. As I'm not as a as a punk a punk kid in the nineties, like yeah. it definitely hits. I mean, it was relatable. But like he directed and wrote like that whole thing. It's pretty short. It's probably like an hour and twenty five minutes, but really good. I just went through a whole bunch of old music and realized that I was probably like a lot cooler in high school because I I listened to so much like hardcore punk and like yeah. street punk and like all the all the fun stuff that I just it's so much. St- like right now it's a lot of heavy instrumental 
just beats to focus on work yeah. and sad shit. So it's a, it like nothing hits the way that it did when you, you were know. a pissed off kid. Yeah. You're fucking angry. Cause I, I can definitely relate. Like watch that. I mean, just being a fucking angry kid. Like you find punk music or you like break into cars and listen to Eminem. And there's like two roots and I'm glad I like went that angry skateboard punk route. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm or going to do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a normal childhood? Yeah, but, but we didn't have that. And you go to college and get married and start a Buy a bunch life. of Nikes from fucking people's houses. <laughs> no, that's Nikes from under us. That's not even you. That's the kid that's that the you kid. have. Yeah. That's the kid that you have. Yeah. So you can take that route. Yeah. You can either skateboard or you can steal Nikes from me. Your choice. <laughs> 12 year old listener. <laughs> so, I hope no 12 year old. Watch. You have like this. one diehard, like 12 year old fan who also likes to buy a bunch of shoes and bulk. He's like, these guys are dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I hate these brothers. That kid sucks. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed Midsummer. I can tell you that much. Same. I hated Hereditary, but I enjoyed Midsummer a lot. That's interesting. I think. Yeah. I don't. I don't it's just because I, I most, hated Burn Notice. Most, to hurt me. most people I know are like the other way around where they're like, they loved Hereditary and felt like Midsummer was like, okay. I thought Hereditary. I thought they were both awesome. Uh, Hereditary just like gave me like a hot ball of iron in my chest for like two hours. I think that's kind of how I felt with Midsummer, but. Midsummer gets you out of the gate. The first like few minutes, you're like, what the fuck? And then, like, after that, you're just riding. The rest of the movie, you're still riding the wave from the beginning. I what kinda, the fuck did I just I kind of prefer it not, like, if, if that wasn't it, yeah. if I didn't see that scene, I think I would like the movie even more. But I'm not sure. I think you kind of need it, too, because as uncomfortable as it made you felt, it immediately sudden, makes you, like, the character, you're like, oh, this girl's going. That, that yeah. scene filled me with so much dread for, like, like a half hour, like the movie was like pretty chill after that. And I was still like, no. Like, yeah, because it's yeah. very unsettling yeah. right out of the gate. It is it is pretty stark right there, but I, I don't know. That was how I felt like a hereditary when the sister gets her head cut off like 20 minutes in the movie and you just have to like live with it for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. All the All the things that I thought hereditary was cheesy for, like that scene, I thought that was just like too much. I fully enjoyed a midsummer as far as like fucking heads being exploded oh, with a like, hammer. Yeah. Do you remember the show The Naked Brothers Band? Maybe, maybe not as on Nickelodeon. No. There's about two brothers. Either way, one of them is the kid from Hereditary. And I think it's funny that this like Nickelodeon child star grew to make this kid beat in his face on a desk and like Oh really? Yeah. He's the he's the the, it's, it's, the son in it? Yeah. And hereditary? That's it's the younger cool. one out of the two. But yeah, the son from Hereditary. But you've seen it at least. You know, I know of it. You know who they are. Naked I mean, Brothers Band came out like man. just as I was like a little too old. Well, I'm sorry that you're too fucking old to appreciate real rock. But <laughs> it, was like, it was the day rock was, was born, like, wasn't crazy car came naked, out. Naked Brothers Band and like <laughs> iCarly was where I had hit like, yeah. you know, it was, they, they came out and I was like, all right. Like, yeah. I had to watch more mature shows like Prison Break. Yeah, just, do you like Prison Break? No, after really, everything I, I don't think so today, I don't think so good. I just I think if I went back and watched it now I'd probably fucking hate it like 10 episodes I just remember the, the dude has a, a map tattoo on his back yeah, I got the right? entire map on my body <laughs> just a prison and no one's concerned that it's like oh yeah this penitentiary is fucking lame I think the the, the one thing that I, I don't understand is like people saw it right what's the worst show that you watched from start to finish mine's Heroes <laughs> I'll start I didn't think Heroes was that bad. The last like season or two was dog shit. No, the seasons, the first season was good. Two, three, and four were bad. Four was bad. 
Four may have been more structured than Game of Thrones, though. It wasn't good, but it was more structured. I don't know. I'm trying to trying to think because I I distinctly remember uh, telling one of my friends that I hate this show, but I can't stop watching, and it's because it sucked. But I don't remember which one it was. It's hard though, because like if you if you started a show at the beginning and you kept watching it all along, like you don't think it sucks, obviously, because you're still watching it. Well, that's, hindsight's twenty twenty. You could be like, "Hey, this isn't as good as some of the other shows I watched." But like, well, so I I hated the first season of Castlevania, but I kept watching that, and the season that they just put out wasn't terrible. So it got better, but at the same time, I don't know why I kept putting myself through it. Yeah, because I just everything about it I pretty much hated. Oh, what was there was another Netflix series that had like werewolves in it hemlock grove that one that one got not great and oh josh 13 reasons why Ooh, (laughs) we both watched that even though we knew the last two well actually no fuck that only the last season was bad last season (laughs) down bad this shit sucked i thought that was just another one where everybody cried yeah right but are you okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but are you okay that's Joey Molinari video yeah it's just like and at the end it was just it's also it's the same way with Netflix releases it's a binge thing yeah like we'll like we will like I'll sit there for like a depressing Saturday and watch like eight episodes in a row it's not like I'm like Joe we gotta watch it every day like one day I make bad choices and then I move <laughs> on and it's like that so there's one show and it's not even bad there's one show it's on Netflix one with Drew Barrymore. Uh, Catalina or something? It's the one where she's a zombie. Yeah, I think that's like that, Santa Clarita. Santa Clarita. Yeah. I like that show, but every time it comes out, it's also like 10 half-hour episodes. I guess like put that five hours back in a sitting every time. And just like each season, I'll just like knock it out in five hours and then carry on with my life for a year. That's solid. And then I'm like, this is back and do the same thing. I don't know what else I forced myself to watch. Yeah, I feel like if I watch a show start to finish, I wasn't really forcing it. Like, Yeah, like I, I, I was smart enough to give up on like True Blood and The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. I gave up on a lot of shows. I st- Definitely. Ooh, one show that we watched that's really not good is Empire. We watched season oh, one. Oh, yeah, shit. The first season and a half of Empire, and that show is not good. Empire is the one with the record label, right? Yeah. Okay. It's not as much of a record label All right, the as first, it is an Empire. The first season of Empire was like great, though. I went mean, great. I don't know. That Man. shit had its claws in us. Yeah, but we just and the, we we've already admitted that we don't like that fine of things. Yeah, <laughs> we we can't pick. We watch all thirteen thirteen reasons why, but trust us. <laughs> well, do you watch Ballers too? I've seen about two and a half seasons of Ballers. Yeah, Ballers is like Entourage. You need some shows that's just like, oh yeah, we're men, we fucking rock. Like it's for dickheads, yeah. But I also <laughs> that show is for douchebags. I both saw, of them, but I like both. I saw something on Twitter yesterday. Ballers like, is just Entourage <laughs> for football. I just have been thinking about this thing I saw on Twitter yesterday, like all day, and it was uh, the cast of Entourage, and they said, "How did they make the worst actor in the show the movie star?" True. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chase. fucking. Turtle Drama and Eric are all better actors than the guy who played Vince's. Yeah, but they're not as good looking as him. And that's yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the bit, isn't it? What are you gonna make a show where fucking Turtle's the most handsome actor on planet Earth? Like, no. Yeah, I don't think that. And he it's can also play a jab Aquaman. at big Hollywood. The good actors never get the roles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Leonardo DiCaprio would be getting his roles for sure. But how come he wasn't Aquaman like Jason Moana? I like Jason Momoa. Yeah, he's hot as fuck, but it's yeah, but he's also like big dumb fun. He's all, and he he happens to be like a total sweetheart. 
he's like with right. like, he's he's with like he's like just so in love with his wife and it's adorable and like he's yeah. a good dude that like, does charity work like you just happen to be like a super hot and a good dude like yeah it's annoying that's why Pick you get to one. be aquaman conversation yeah. coming full circle he was he got his break in the first season of game of thrones jason momoa yeah that's that's what i remember yeah. that's what i remember he was he didn't speak yeah he had right? like the, he had like one of the most hateable characters i've ever seen didn't he just fuck everything up and like like not talk yeah he was essentially yeah but he does i mean does he die at the end of the first season or like in the middle of it because because uh, the probably the, episode seven, I think. Yeah, because the chick comes into power after that, right? Yeah. At one point, he, he, uh, he pours mean? a bunch of Khaleesi. At one point, he pours a bunch of gold on top of some dude's head. It's like liquid gold, like molten liquid gold. He's like, you want a crown? Here's a fucking crown, and pours molten gold on him. And I'm like, yes. I mean, I'm here for it. Yeah. I like it. But it's Jason Moana. Dude. That was definitely one of the best TV deaths ever. You saying yeah. Jason Moana makes me think yeah. that he's in Moana. He might as well be. I mean, I mean he looks like the. Yeah, I know. Like from so I'm thinking. I'm, oh, his name is Momoa. His name yeah, is. yeah. But when you say that, I'm just like, you should edit a picture and make it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of of, of Jason Momoa being like Moana's cousin yeah. or something. You know what I mean? That's, like just being dumb in there. That's the best possible mispronunciation you could have had of Momoa because Moana. Dude, maybe. Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Moana. Momoa. Momoa. <laughs> Well, we, I think we should talk about Sideshow a little bit. Yeah, I guess we can do that. Yeah, because most of this is going to just be fun uh, jibber-jabber for the yeah, most part. Yeah, us bashing TNT. And <laughs> we've got a lot accomplished. Well, you got Joe and Josh's workout routine. We hate TNT. Yeah. We're talking about both grown-ups, Norbit. USA. Supreme. <laughs> Supreme. USA sucks. We've the, gotten a bunch. The channel. The um, channel and the country. We want our stimulus, not <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> what you t- well, let me let me tell you, because I I felt like a big old nerd leaving Mortal, not leaving after Mortal Kombat. Because Did you I see was just so no the theaters yet? No, I saw a quiet place too in theaters. It felt so good. I want okay. Damn. We're gonna talk about that in a second because then we'll go into the record. But I was so mad with Mortal Kombat just because they got characters wrong. Yeah. And that all the the dumb powers were like dumb powers instead of legitimately robot arms. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't I don't know how I feel about that because I was mad about like that rather than just enjoying the big dumb fun of it all. Yeah. No, I was even pissed. I, don't, I think they were going for big dumb fun, but like there wasn't even a tournament. Man, like I know you set me up for a sequel right. that I don't want. But I think the other thing that pisses me off is that the first like seven or eight minutes when they're in feudal Japan. Yeah. It's solid. It's really good. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie is just not weird. That's yeah. why they showed you that they released the first eight minutes yeah. before the movie yeah. came out. Yeah. They're trying to be like, Oh, this is good. You watch it. You're like, what happened? Yeah. You got this guy who lost a bunch of UFC fights. Like I still think my favorite part of that movie. There's, I don't know. Like I could not in my wildest dreams have been the person that wrote this line. But at one point I think it's like Luke Kang's fighting somebody and, Dude's like he's sucking his soul out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, like that could have been a million other well, ones. Kano, yeah, Kano is the best part of that movie yeah. all the way through. And I think the worst part of it for me is that dude's shirt, the the Cole character, because yeah. that's all his power is. It's a fucking tight shirt. Yeah. I don't know if you you saw that because it goes. <laughs> 
from CGI, it's a real bad athletic yeah. tight shirt and it's gross. It's a weird nitpick <laughs> that I have that just like really bothered me about that movie. I really wish Kano would not have referenced Magic Mike. Like, I did not need Magic Mike, the movie, to exist in Mortal Kombat's universe. Like, I, I don't know why, but that drove me fucking insane. <laughs> they mentioned Magic Mike, the movie, in Mortal Kombat. Like, I just did not want to believe that Magic Mike existed in their universe. I never would have thought about that, uh, I, peeve or... I, I know it's, like, not a rational thought, but, like, literally, as soon as he mentioned Magic Mike, like, it made my skin crawl and, like, pissed me off, like, really bad. Like... <laughs> Huh. Yeah. I was upset when he died. Yeah, for sure. Because, like I said, I think he was having the most fun, and I was having the most fun watching him. I'll be honest. I think they're just going to bring him and Gora back in, like, demon versions for Mortal Kombat 2, and they're going to have to fight the people. Because I'm like, it already seems like a jumbled piece of shit with no repercussions, so I'm not surprised if Goro comes back. Yeah, Goro also dying and just, like, a Yeah, he got his ass beat by, like, a cage fighter that went, like, 13 and 10, from what I could tell. I think Gore gets beat up by him at some cabin. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not with that at all. Yeah, he uh, didn't Gore go like fucking 400 now in like the original Mortal Kombat tournament. Now he like can't beat up Chad. I don't, I don't know, man. It, it had a lot of potential. Liu Kang was such a baby in it. It just made me mad. Yeah. So that's how we feel about Sideshow Cinema, since you asked. Yeah, yeah. Sideshow Cinema hates Mortal Kombat. <laughs> well, I think I think most people do now, but. Uh, let, let's talk about that because I, I want to talk about Sideshow. I enjoyed what I heard. Thanks. It's exciting. There's actually one of them is a Sopranos reference. More reason for you to watch The Sopranos. Uh, maybe. We we'll find did out. did a video for one of the songs, Test Dream. Do you think that'll be before or after I watch The Wire? You haven't seen The Wire yet either? Nah. You were going to watch Burn Notice twice <laughs> before you <laughs> Have you seen Breaking Bad? Like, nah. Bro, what have you been watching? <laughs> TNT. <laughs> Clearly. A lot of anime because I'm a nerd, but yeah, I want to. All my, all the people I know that watch anime have seen these shows. Also, uh, well, I got, I got nothing. I just never got. I know a, what One Punch is. Uh, yeah. Watch Man and One Piece. Yeah, One Piece is too fucking much. That's what Naruto. One Piece is. Same thing with Naruto. Um, but what do you want to know? Well, I like, I like this band in contrast to Birthright a little bit because it's way more upfront and aggressive. Yeah, another one even for the two of us that like getting him in it recently, we like grew up listening to metal. Like before yeah. I listened to punk, I was like listening to Slipknot and Mushroom Head and bands like that. So to be able to like play heavy music, it's like pretty sick. I'm not gonna I, mean, I like it a lot. Sideshow's a lot heavier than those bands. But even just like, being able to go yeah. heavier, you know, like I I I could I could say I've never been in a metal band before this, but now you know that's yeah, I've definitely always wanted to It's play definitely like harder this. from my point of view writing-wise because, like, I'll write, I'll be writing and I'll be like, this is good, but, like, I sound like a total pussy. And, like, <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, I can't be, oh, I'm sad. And I'm like, no, like, I'm fucking pissed. Yeah. But I think I liked it because, to me, it, uh, it's a, a very big difference in vocal recording for me or vocal sounds. I don't know what it is, but it sounds, like, so much more upfront in the yeah. mix so everything just sounds way more aggressive and then i forgot that you could sound menacing and even with a recording from the new one that's coming out to the last one with mike all of it's even single layer tracking and that's the style i go i could tell mike tweaks me a little bit but like you know you're not adding layers or anything that that thickness is how i sound it's and even going with jay and mike i really wouldn't have it any other way i've done 
guest vocals for people and you can stack me up, but I, and I think especially in like any type of rock, but hardcore and punk, that natural raw sound with emotion is like what gets me. Yeah. yeah. And you can still kind of understand me compared to most vocalists in metal. Like the normal person under 40, if I was like, figure this out, like you could. And yeah, yeah. You're not, you uh, don't get that with stacking vocals and layers and so you just get pissed. And right. It took me, Joe and I had to track Sunday morning because we were busy most of the rest of the trip. Probably took him about 45 minutes for all three and maybe me about just under an hour. And it was about noon. So I had to yell that holy pee for breakfast that day. And then Joe and I have to hit the road to drive to, guess where? The Sopranos house. It's all about the Sopranos. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. All right. Let's, let's circle back to that. Because now, now you had different priorities than just recording the record, apparently. But so two birds, one stone. Yeah. So where this was up in New England? Yeah, in Haverhill, Massachusetts, which is like kind of just over the Connecticut border. It's about New Hampshire, actually, and Connecticut, really. It's probably about 45 minutes south of the city. It's all the same, right? All the you know, it's all the same. You're a half hour away from Salem, half hour away from Manchester by the sea, 45 to Boston. <laughs> 15 minutes to the mall where Paul Blart was filmed, which we have seen. Don't want to brag. Okay. But, <laughs> okay nice area is it the paul blurt uh Haverhill, Haverhill, massachusetts hometown of rob zombie so i mean that's a lot of that's a lot of uh, things all at once gets a little big town not really it's a very small town and all they have is the paul blurt paul blurt <laughs> mall cop mall and the hometown of rob zombie that's pretty cool and then uh, you guys recorded with jay from defeater yeah we yeah, actually you- we tracked we had Drums and guitars tracked here, and then we were traveling up there, kind of combined the two. We had fam because we're both from Massachusetts, okay. So we had to catch up with some family and just kind of get away for a weekend, you know, after the year we've had. I was, you know, but so the two of us went up there. Rich actually came with us for some reason. <laughs> it was fun. I'm, glad, I'm glad he came. Like, we had, you know, it was a, but between the three of us, it was a nice like escape from things, but yeah, went up there and helped even, you know. Do, Tracking wise too, we've been working with him for so long that like right. I was comfortable, Joe was comfortable, and just kind of even with him, like, he knocked it out pretty quick too. Well, I was about to say we've been recording with him since we were like fucking two th- probably 2013 was 2013, the first time we were down yeah. there. So you know, at that point, anytime I get music like the first sideshow EP, I did the, the day I got mixes, he had it like listen to it and let me know just because I was like, hey, you like made me this way before. <laughs> right, right. Before I worked with him, I did. The same thing that you do everywhere else, you record four layers, four layers of yelling. Yeah. Bulk it up, try and sound thick, and like you're three people at once. And we started going to him, and he kind of like worked with me in that direction. And then some of the best advice he ever gave me is he's like, if someone can't understand what you're saying, they can't relate. And yeah. I really try and keep that with everything. Cause like I said, not if you show an 80 year old, they're not going to know what I'm saying by any means. But to a degree, I'm not that hard to understand. And that clarity lets you relate to me and relate to the music. Yeah. Like I love Converge. Yeah. But I, I would have to get a lyric book to show someone everything in there yeah. for them to even comprehend what is yeah. happening. You have bands like La Dispute, Touche Amour, Defeater. You can understand all their vocalists. For sure, yeah. Then you even have other bands similar in that style. There's Frameworks, who's a smaller band on Death Wish. Fantastic, but you can't understand what he's saying at all. And right. things like that, I think, right. separate from other things <laughs> <laughs> they separate it from stuff you can't understand <laughs> no but even that like there you know it, it, i think there's a, an emotional disconnect because you can't yeah. actually feel the the words that are are being said because you can't comprehend yeah 
One of the for if, me, if you don't have understandable vocals, the guitars and drums better fucking kick ass. Exactly, right. and that like even especially with sideshow, I don't far from being like being the front layer of the track because they are way more talented than I am, and that <laughs> I like being a layer in, in the music more than I am the center focal. But you can still kind of understand me in there, and like there's no reason you can't do both. Yeah, but, yeah, and not necessarily have to pretend like you can sing too. Sometimes that's another one I don't like. That it's you either have to fake it or it sounds bad. And yeah, I, I hate robot vocals on any rock, any auto tune. It's like, bleh. but I listen to rap music all day with it. The first thing, the first thing I listen to in for vocals is emotion, and that even translates right. to rappers, like him or not. At least like I know Young Thug means whatever he's my boy. but things like that i can hear in his voice and like you can hear me breathe and you can hear my voice crack and things like that it's like makes it sound like i'm hurting yeah i can yell but emotionally yeah i'm hurting yeah we just rust this shit no but we're fine (laughs) but that you know it makes it it's been sitting for a while right yeah yeah. i i think that's that's uh, an important thing to really uh, aspire to because you can also not have to try and be something that you're not. Yeah. Right. That's the the other big part of it. Yeah. That's how I sound. You go see us live. That's how I sound. That yeah. All the, that's another thing too. People, I was getting like, oh, you sound a little different live and things like that. But like, you know, you get what yeah. you get. This man, this is us. <laughs> so how is it for for you, Joe, for the uh, the difference in writing between the two bands? So I actually didn't have to like write anything for this yet because all the music was pretty much like pre-written. I literally just came in and recorded guitar parts and all bass in parts. forty-five minutes. Yeah, even he had to translate his guitar parts over to bass parts. But I think you probably have to you have to carry the rhythm less as much as accent the drums and you hit yeah. with. But now it wasn't wasn't really hard. Like I just basically played exactly what the guitar player he, wrote for me. He likes like, heavier music than I do too. So that was one thing. Again, Joe, I'm like, dude, we. The drummer well, listens like, to primarily pop punk. I listen to like a little bit of heavier stuff. Well, post well, hardcore. I'm like, dude, you need someone else who knows. Like, you show me something. I'm like, this sounds shit. like, yeah. I'm like, this sounds like Slipknot to everything. He's like, no, it doesn't. You show Joe, <laughs> Joe, but oh, it sounds like Chamber or well, Barth, Barth writes music also has a, is a lot more like airy and like leaves room to play like yeah. cool bass grooves and shit like that. That like sideshow like there's it doesn't. It doesn't give you a minute to breathe. Really. I get like that. You're just relentlessly. Even just like, from my point of view, at no point do I be like, oh, here's this open gap. I need to fill it. Yeah. Or like, this is mine. I'm like, I got to keep up with you guys. And that's one thing that I like. It's like, you know, they totally control the tempo and pace. Live, it's a lot more enemy to them. I'm not glad it's fast. It's, we hit timing tight. And yeah, because that, that's what I was just about to say. Everything just sounds so tight, I think, with, with Sideshow, because you know, you're, you're always constantly moving. It's always in your face the entire time. There's no backing away from that. And like what Joe was saying, there's, there's no real space to even let the the silence breathe at all. Cause you're, it's just so much aggression all the way through, which is great to me. There's one song on the first EP that released. It's the song bend. And I'm me with like liking post hardcore and birthright towards the end of the song. There's about a minute and 20 second outer loop. And the first time I hear it, I'm licking my chops. I'm like, oh, baby, you gave me open space. I can yell. I'm like, I want to do that. And they were like, no, it's the outer loot. I'm like, shit. (laughs) And just right out to prayer people. Like, even that, I, you know, but that's, that's also something I I like. And it's kind of from like listening to post hardcore and doing birthright. If you give me like open space, I love it. Cause you get like raw emotion and it's natural and it gives you chills, especially like when I listen to it, I hear some things, even though sometimes I'm like, I suck. 
But other times I'm like, damn, like the emotion in it. But with Sideshow, I don't get that. I'm just like pissed and going. <laughs> right. That's that's what I was just about to ask you. Is it just like another piece of your brain that you dip into to where you can pull it yeah, out? Yeah, kind of. It's definitely writing writing for this one, definitely. I'm just like sitting upstairs. And like, I would write out a whole song. I would save it because like I can, I sometimes you write good lines and it's the writing thing. And sometimes you have to look back and reword it and be like, oh, this sucks. I would write stuff and I'm like, you sound like such a pussy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh no. I'm like, and then, but overall, I like it. It's actually, it's funny because lyrically, it's like just as kind of sad as Birthright. Like I'll like play, like I played one, like Birthright did their last EP. You listen to the first song and I had friends be like, are you okay? <laughs> and I just I showed like this is badass. That's me, just like yeah. I wish I was dead. They're like I like it a lot. I'm like fuck. But even it's all about tone. Dylan. Yeah, it's that's just, it is just as sad, but because the delivery is pissed, I'm not. Sad. I want to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. So even. You're just angry that it hasn't happened yet. The new EP is by far some of the saddest writing I've ever done, but if it doesn't kick ass. <laughs> well, I, I, I think that's interesting because what you're saying doesn't really change. It's just how you say it then. Is that yeah, right? Kind of. Yeah. And there's part of this EP was actually a song I was working on for birthright. And I was hitting a little bit of a writer's block in the studio and it was just pulling a line from it. But at first I would have been like, that sounds dumb. But then when it like works over and like, kind of tidy and everything else. That's, that's good. So really writing for my, yeah, I wouldn't say writing is too much different as much as it is about the delivery. So it's a little more writing wise too. I'll be honest. The song, the songs are longer. That's one for my, okay. I don't like long music too much. And this one, even you'll notice on the first one, we have some like the, the shortest songs, like three and a half minutes. One of them cracks, like two of them crack like four minutes. I was like, right. Shorter. This no EP. It's at about two, three and then like two and a half. Yeah. Type of thing. And I, since the tempo is a lot faster, I feel like I have to write more. Okay. There's more. It sounds so, no way to say it without sounding dumb. There's more words. <laughs> I, I, I need more words and I need. Well, know, there's more space to fill even I'll because you're not more, leaving space. There's more of a structure too. If you actually listen to a birth, okay. birthright, it's a little doesn't looser. have many choruses that repeat. Yeah. And in sideshow, you have parts that repeat three times in a four minute song, but it's nice. Cause I write it. You write a really strong chorus once. And then, it, you know, I copy and paste, copy and paste. I have a minute and a half in the song written birthright. There's not many points except in like lady or love and some other ones that you get yeah. like the repeat. It's a whole different structure and process is a little bit more free writing than in birthright. And you're just kind of like letting it. No, loose. we've talked about it before. I'm back on my bullshit. No, I still write this. We went to Massachusetts. We had a bunch of stuff to do. We got there Thursday night. I, I, even after spending hours and hours and hours writing, I hated everything I had. I wrote all of it the weekend leading up to it. Of course you did. I, I forgot fin- about that. I finished Saturday night for Sunday morning and I, I, I had songs written. It just sucked. It didn't suck. I just didn't like it. And it's it like didn't. the Metalocalypse episode where they just like delete the entire <laughs> start the whole time. Joe's fine. You can leave. Joe's like a cat. Like I can leave him and he'll entertain himself for days if I need him to. (laughs) Rich can't. Rich is every 10 minutes. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? I'm like, okay, get off. I was like, I'm working right now. I have to write three songs. I know you're not entertained right now, but like, shoot. Yeah, you've done your part. Let me do mine. What are you doing? He he didn't have anything to do. What are we doing tonight? It's like 10 a.m. I'm like, Rich, I got to (laughs) write. But yeah, usual bullshit. Yeah, just writing it the night before, which is crazy. 
And I also like I like it because it kind of writes as a coherent piece too. And with that, like I yeah. kind of had to get in a headspace and work on three songs over the course of 48 to 72 hours and on that same kind of wavelength and not theme because it's all personal things. But you know, I feel like it all when I look back on it, it was that weekend that I was depressed. Yeah. Well, do you do you see yourself changing any of the the content as far as what you're writing about in the future? Do you want a voice in a different kind of like arena? I feel like we'll get there. The thing is right now, even that's fun, just so much bullshit and trauma from like, let me down easy with birthright. Like at that point, like our dad was dead. Our grandparents were dead and we had one house fire, but now the birth, the the, the latest one, we had a second house fire. Right. And my mom passed away. Right. So just a whole, that, I feel like that grief translated more on, that birth, that three song birthright thing, and then working on all the sideshow music after, I feel like I'm just like pissed at everything and the grief that comes with a lot of it's like self deprecating things too, just sure. the constant, and it's the things you have to like deal with, just like the feelings of like feeling like an inconvenience or all the other depressive thoughts. Now, like I, a lot of it was written during a pandemic too. It's just like kind of that grief, but it's the things you work on too. But it gives me that vessel. I mean, if you're in a better mind state, like hopefully you would write like more positive shit. Yeah, like, exactly. like if you get like married and have kids, I hope you're not writing about killing yourself <laughs> <laughs> just for the for the safety of your family. No, you but know? even I think if that's that, and even more than any, you could. My goal in music is to get a Kids Choice Award. Outside of that, is that real? I mean, I'm never gonna get one. Psych. But, I will. but that that's your goal. I mean, what am I going to get a Grammy? That fake piece of shit. At least the kids' choice award has some integrity. Look, I, I love it. I, someone, I want, I want that for you yeah, now. Someone coming up to me and being like, and I've gotten messages and people be like, your music has helped me. Is like the best thing in the world, and I'm glad that someone could relate and find some kind of safety in some things, something that my friends and I created. And even yeah. with sideshow, I feel like as long as I can, you know, if people feel less lonely by me, just because I'm better at communicating than most he'll tell you i'll sit here and tell you all my dark demons it's not crazy <laughs> as fucking like this and you're just like okay by the end but that and it's just me communicating i love life i'm really appreciative for a lot of things but there's times where i just like feel like a burden to everyone and an inconvenience yeah. and it's just not worth it. you hone that in and you take that to music Hey. But I have a pull in a hot tub. Like, you can't <laughs> fuck with us. He has a PS5. You heard it like an hour ago. Yeah, I was like, you can't really, I don't know. You're not going to find many metal songs about having a pool. Unless no. you're like in Motley Crue or some shit, you know? No, but I can be pissed and have a pool, so you focus on the other half. I'm well, pissed. yeah, I mean... I'm all pissed the my pool that... is cold and my fucking drink is getting... I'm trying to think of like a positive Slipknot song. I don't think... Is there? I don't know. Probably not. I hope not. I don't... I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know what all they talk about. Yeah, you're talking about having a family. If Slipknot's still talking about killing themselves with a yeah. family. <laughs> they made a career out of it. That, that dude is, is crazy. I forget his name already. Corey. Corey Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Just he's, he's nuts. All the different stuff that he does. I, he did uh, the voice in a Doctor Who episode for the monster. And it was insane just the way that he was screaming for it and the, the sounds that he was making because it was very like Lovecraftian, weird, almost all-encompassing. It was, it was nuts. Did it sound like Slipknot? No. It was really weird because I, I wanted it to be him just like yelling and being angry. And it was just like this big ethereal voice in it instead. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. It has a really nice singing voice too, honestly, which is like, I mean, 
Slipknot uses his singing sometimes, but you think about like Stone Sour, and then he has like a solo band, and what a dude. Yeah, he and I like his clean voice. Yeah, because he nice. he can put some he can put some attitude on it where it's not leaning all the way into it. Yeah. So I just I want him to do different stuff. Like I want to see him in a punk band, or I want to see him in a maybe like an indie band where he has to actually sing it a little bit also, differently. Because yeah. I think I, he can I, still do it, which you. is insane. Did you? I don't ever, think Slipknot works without masks because like, I don't want to see regular Corey Taylor sing. No, I fuck that. Did you ever listen to, uh, you listen to like Every Time I Die, right? Yes. Yeah. You ever listen to the damn things, the band that they made? No. It's with Ke- right, so uh, the dude from Anthrax. This is crazy. So the damn things is Keith Buckley, the vocalist from Every Time I Die, and it had two members of Anthrax and two members of Fall Out Boy. They made a super band together and it fucking kicked ass. Like it was like radio rock music. And Keith Buckley sounded like so natural over like some like 98 rock esque. Like that's really it al- weird. It, it almost sounded I won't say like Motley Crue, but like like almost like 80s rock music and like the vocalist from every time I die, just like fucking kicking ass on vocal. But no, listen to that first album at some point. Like you wouldn't believe that huh. it's Keith Buckley from Every Time I Die singing like that. No. Like he sounds like a legit like fucking rock star. So I am one of those people that only like their old stuff, which is stupid for the most part. But for me, I never got into Every Time I Die After Hot Damn that much. Really? Yeah. Because that was when I was like kind of like introduced to them. Like Hot Damn, I absolutely love. Everything else that they've done, I'm not. Like New Junk Aesthetic and like The Big Dirty was like when I started to get into them. Yeah. It's not it. I, I need him uh, screaming in, in way different ways. Yeah. Because yeah. he's he had to change his whole voice, which is really weird. I guess that that's that's something for you where you haven't changed your voice, but I've seen it in multiple different bands where it completely changes from like one record to another because they're trying to save their voice or trying to yeah. go into a different sound or something like that. Have you guys experienced any of that at all? Once I once I found my voice, I guess, in that term, because I was playing with bands before, like with the lives to come, even down trying to, I'm trying to sound like so-and-so or doing this. And in the studio, like I said, you bulk it up and whether you want me to sound low, then you got to take six takes and make me sound low or that swing. And and until about 2013, when you start yelling naturally, that's like, like I said, that three, like this one, I really found my voice and I would say I've sharpened my craft to a bit. Cause some people like, Oh, it's just like a yelling thing. But like, to me, not really. I it doesn't hurt. I I have total control over it, and things like that. And I feel like I progressed over the years. Not as much gotten better, but I definitely have more control over from the dip from birthright to sideshow cinema. I could track back to back and sound one way on one and another way on another, and it doesn't really make a difference. It doesn't have a physical impact on me. That's crazy. That because you always I'll go and be. Do you want me to yell high or low? And like I could, like I said, yeah, because you always hear about all the folks that are like losing their voice yeah. through it, and like I think the dude from Avenged Sevenfold had to have surgery on it. Yeah, from first to last, look at Sonny Morris, who's Skrillex now. I think Avenged Sevenfold. You also- remember them? I I remember them. I didn't put two and two together though. That's for sure. That's why he became Skrillex. No shit. He got, yeah, yeah, he blew his he got, voice. He got throat cancer. Hit, not throat cancer, but he had like a fucking like degenerative. Like he had to get like. They basically told him like you could never scream again, or like wow. you might not be he was you might not be too, able though. to speak. When they were when they were on like Warped Tour and stuff, he was like sixteen years old. That's crazy. So that's what happens when you just put a teenager on. The then road he became a millionaire EDM producer. Yeah. So they told him he couldn't scream anymore. 
Yeah, so he just screamed with his fucking sounds on the on the. That is wild. I I didn't. I never knew that. I think like like you were just saying, Avenged Sevenfold. Like I think I actually read at one point that like people thought that he like heard his voice and he was basically like, no, nah, like I just wanted to start making money. Like he straight up admitted <laughs> it. Like in an interview, they were like, he was like, I mean, we love the sound of those first two albums, but like we were number one on fucking TRL with Bet Country. <laughs> like, oh, that makes me sad now because that I I liked the second album. I liked. Waking the Fallen, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the album that got me into them. But like, fucking, I mean, the new music, like, it's definitely made for like army commercials. But like, <laughs> army commercials. But the songwriting is awesome, you know. I can't knock it. Yeah, <laughs> I I do like that. Just music for army commercials, music for uh, truck commercials. No, let's be honest, man. If, at, at at the at the end of one of the Call of Duty games, at the campaign, you end up at an Avenged Sevenfold concert, and I'm not kidding. Yeah, that doesn't Avenged Sevenfold concert and a Call of Duty game. I don't know how to feel about that. Look it up when you get home. I don't, you can find I don't, out. I'm good. What song do they play? Because I know you beat it. I don't know. I think it was a song they made like specifically for the game. Oh, fuck. That's insane. Because Call of Duty is also just military propaganda. They right. don't go to the mall anymore. They just <laughs> sell you Call of Duty for $60 and then get you to join the military when you're 18. Or just make you buy more guns and... Get fat. Pretend like, buy yeah. Them. So there's one conglomerate underneath that owns Mountain yeah. Dew Avenged Sevenfold in the military. <laughs> you either live long enough to join the military. Or with or without Twinkies. I don't think the military gets people Twinkies. The thing is feed you slop and give you a Dodge Charger. And- Some... <laughs> In a Dodge Charger. You definitely have one fan near the base. It's like, fuck it. If you didn't lose your 12-year-old sneaker flipping fan, you definitely just lost your military of except Well, fan. I mean, that's that's whether or not they have a, a wife that is all about just sleeping with other people while they're gone, too. Yeah, definitely. All right, so speaking of... Putting on the hell to the king yeah. by Avengers 7 folding banging. So speaking of people cheating on their military spouse, fucking literally, like, the other day I was on... Tinder, and I found the worst human being that I've ever come across. Oh, this is exciting. I'll just read you her entire bio. Wait, did you match? Fuck no. I okay, swiped, but I sw- you found it. All right. I swiped left. I saw it. I screenshotted it. Oh, I, I that's posted, beautiful. I posted it on Twitter, but her interests are hiking, country music, festivals, secondhand apparel, and military. She's very into the military. Her bio says, I like freedom. I do not like masks or government. <laughs> Not into black guys. Save your oh, super God. likes. Ain't gonna happen. I'm a mother of a six-year-old, a two-year-old, and a six-month-old. Christ. I'm married to a man who is away for a while, for a year, looking for a fill-in while he's away. Discretion must be a must. Or discretion is a must. Very open-minded and kinky. Needing a friends with benefit to fuck me hard one hour and make love to me the next. I'm not a liberal and prefer you not be either. That's her bio. That's insane. insane. Like, I feel like she just became a worse person with, like, each passing. (laughs) She had to save the liberal thing for the end, but she's a racist anti-masker that was openly cheating on her husband who's deployed. Who just had a six-month-old. Yeah. (laughs) She just had a baby six months ago. (laughs) I need it now. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, it shout might- out Lindsay, twenty eight, Pasadena, Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that won't be a fan, so that's fine. That's great. Yeah. That that's a fucking terrible person. Yeah, I I don't know. 
Like, I know that there are a lot of people among us that, like, have these opinions, but when I'm trying to, like, sell myself to another person, I don't discuss the more See, that's aspects the of my personality. You're like, fake. You're a snake in the grass. <laughs> Lindsay knows who she is and what she wants, and it's well, not black people. Hey, <laughs> or I mean, masks. She, she puts it all out there, right? She puts it all out there. That's that's fucking insane. Though. I'll that be is, honest with you. I don't know if we're going to get a better closing segment than this, whatever the fuck he said. Well, the only thing that I can think of is that I found someone... That said, proud boys were welcome all the way through, and then they come up to the front of the line. And I don't know how to feel about that because I'm pretty sure she was black. So it's really weird. Oh, really weird. Movie. Oh, shit. The movie that just came out with the, with the chick that like gets revenge on dudes that rape her, and I watched it too. Pretty Little Something. You know what I'm talking about? Pretty Little Woman. <laughs> Oh, promising young woman. Promising, promising, promising yeah. young woman. It was really good, but I feel like it's like that. She's like killing these proud boys that are coming through. Or that's fantastic. I, I like that. The only other thing that I, I do want to ask about the record and sideshow yeah. itself is how you guys feel about playing live with everything that's going on. Because from what I can tell, we're ready to go, and I'm I'm excited to see live music. We haven't gotten a play together yet with him in it. We actually, we have one of our friends filling in on guitar, but we're playing in July at Soundstage, and oh, I can't fucking wait to just be on stage and one with him, too. Like I said, we haven't gotten to play together at Sideshow Cinema yet. I tried telling him there's definitely an, an energy to it that I yeah. that I feel, and I'm ready for him now. Yeah. That, that ass kicking. And like I said, you know. It's definitely going to be weird playing a show, though. Like, we played, like, one show, like, last summer, this birthright, and. I'll be honest, and it felt like wrong to a degree. <laughs> Everything's back there. Like I said, they're. Yeah, I was about to. Well, I mean, now everybody has the vaccine, so it's a lot different. It, well, most people have the vaccine. Yeah. But that one, for the first time, not like we're going to fill out a 1200 cap club, but to have a full capacity venue and people can, we're going to separate the room. Sure. To have the, but like people can push each other again if they want to. And that'll be a lot of fun for people that mosh i know moshing will feel fucking good and we'll give them music to do it too. oh my god that it's gonna be a fucking explosion in there i'm sure and then for for you being able to play again on stage even with him it's probably pretty solid right yeah i mean i mean we've played on stage together at this point since hundreds our, of times like our first yeah since our first show when I was sure we 12. Did. I was my first show yelling I was 12. Elementary <laughs> school talent just, shows together. Like, yeah, but yeah, it's going to be weird playing with big people. Big hotshot podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be weird playing with people that aren't Arthrite because, you know, we've been playing. And he's especially been playing with that group of guys, like with Kyle and Ryan. He's yeah. been playing with them for years. And Well, that's what I was thinking about, too, because like you two are always playing with each other. But for you, it's completely yeah, different crew outside of that, right? Yeah. But I mean, those dudes are great. Like they're fucking the he easiest was already, dudes in the world to get along with. He was already coming to see us, and like he was already felt like another member of the band. He felt like our bass player before being our bass player. So it's really natural, and I even feel like there's a more natural chemistry with the four of us right now. I feel like we have a good solid chunk, and that's fantastic. Do you have any bigger plans on what you want to do with Sideshow at all? <laughs> One day at a time. <laughs> this one's taken between tying everything together, artwork, the release, getting the show booked, all of this is just focusing on that for now. And then I probably probably plan to record and write some more in the fall. But right now, got this big rock, rock star show. I like it. Play shows when we can, you know. I mean, it's going to be like a weird transition back because I feel like you don't want, like, I'll be honest. It's, I don't, it's I, weird to me to see like bands like going on tour already. Like, that feels I, like. I don't think so. 
sideshow will play again this year because okay. our, our, our drummer's having a baby in okay. September, October. But I feel like like for this to kind of because the other EP came out also during COVID, so to kind of support both of these releases at the same time, it's a nice wrap up to that right. introduction is this new sideshow cinema, and then we'll figure out what's next after that. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to possibly going to festivals, but also still be broken. So I don't know. Yeah. Because I really want to go to Riot Fest again, but we'll we'll see how that goes. I've never been to like that. Well, really any festivals outside of like the local ones. Like I've been to like Made in America and Philly, but I've always wanted to like travel and go to like a festival like that. Riot Fest was a lot of fun. I saw Run the Jewels. They played last, and they definitely saved the 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 best for last because it was amazing. We've seen Run the Jewels once. It was the loudest thing I've experienced ever. It was at an EDM festival, oh yeah. and we said they were playing with EDM speakers. It was like a cartoon. When they hit, I feel like it blew my face off my skeleton. <laughs> I vibrated. I said I could feel my bones rattling, like my it, like my organs. Like it was like borderline uncomfortable. Hell, I, I was. I mean, obviously they're fucking incredible. It's I have never really- seen an artist that was ha- like more than half as loud as they were that day. They were double as loud as the second loudest person I've seen. It was insane. We were also standing like three rows from the stick. <laughs> hey, potato, <laughs> potato, potato. We were also that close for Little Uzi, and Little Uzi didn't blow my face off my bones. Yeah. So, I could imagine that because those bass, those bass oh, lines are, are, yeah. are heavy, heavy, heavy. Punches and punches. My face... <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting punched. Uh, well, that that's what I'll listen to on the way home for sure. I I think I think the the festivals are going to be that's where most of the tours are going to be because they're not doing a whole lot of teeny tiny ones quite yet. But that's where we're going to see a whole bunch of people flock to. I yeah, see, I see a bunch of trends of festival only having like three day passes and now not allowing single days. But I also respect it. I like it because that way you get one group of people together once and you're not switching out people throughout the day it's, yeah. it sucks for someone who wants to go to see one day of one but for for safety i get it for sure it's, yeah, it's the, definitely going to be interesting to see like what the the covid cases look like after like some of these festivals though because that's like Joe, a, didn't you hear the elections over it's gone <laughs> <laughs> but like if there's no you know that's i feel like if there's not massive covid outbreaks after fucking music festivals then that's like pretty much the green light that we can you know go back to business but yeah like, and really gets sweaty inside of the buildings. All right, I think that's it.